Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. Today's episode is brought to you by nobody. Because let's be honest, nobody likes to hear ads. We all just put up with it because we think we have to. Well, you know what? I decided let's not do that for the time being and see how we get along. So let's get into what we all came here for, the actual episode. All right, folks, on today's episode, we have the boyos back with us, the regular boyos, Mr. Andrew Hoffman and Jake Bible. Jake, uh, well, he needed to come on and apologize to the rest of us because he called the election wrong. And it's been a little while since we've all sat down and had a good time, so we wanted to sit down. Talk about some things, a little bit of politics, but not too much. Uh, got more into some New Year's resolutions and kind of looking forward into this year. And well, I mean, I know I'm really excited about 2021, and I think the boys are too. So hopefully, you know, you guys will enjoy the podcast as much as we had doing it. Uh, you know, had a couple of drinks, just got to shoot the shit, hang out, have a good time, and it's always a blast. So. Without any further ado, please sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. Greetings and welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hess, and today we have the boyos back with us, Mr. Andrew Hoffman. Gentlemen, it is great to be back. And also, Mr. Jake Bible. What up? So Jake has some apologizing to do, and then we'll get started with the rest of the episode. It's a good start. I said Trump was going to win. He did not. <laughs> win what, micro. Jake? Oh, the election. Okay. <laughs> win what? <Sorry. laughs> the, uh, right. Yeah, what did he Jeopardy. win? Jeopardy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, like I said, I thought that the way everybody was talking, all the people that, that weren't just white folk that I was listening to and reading and whatever else, that I thought that he was going to take it. And regardless of what you think about cheating or not cheating or all that nonsense... He didn't win. Yeah. So Fair enough just to micro. say that fuckery was afoot, but I can honestly say that I'm sure that happens in every single election because, well, people are crazy. Yeah. So, so I, I made a, I kind of made a point on a, um, it was on a, it was on a Facebook post. I, it wasn't like on something I, something not like a status I made or anything because I know that that's troublemaking. But, um, <laughs> I, I'm, 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 um, with you, Matt. I mean, was there. Was there fuckery? I mean, maybe, but not. I wouldn't say anything on the scale of that that would be different from yeah, any, but I mean, any other just, again, cycle. You yeah, know? exactly. So I'm sure shit like this happens all the time. Maybe just got more politicized. Yeah, or, and I mean, not politicized in the news more you, like than it normally would. And, be. and we talked about it last time. I think when Ben was here, I think I mentioned like when the man has had his his presidency illegitimized since the day he stepped in office. Mm-hmm. You know, he went through a two and a half year, you know, Mueller investigation, which turned out to be nothing other than to allow like scaly white liberals to tweet about it, you know, like that's pretty much. So when you go through all that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you probably don't want to cause an insurrection about it, but you know, all that to say, yeah, he lost like, yeah. Um, and he has handled it as poorly, I think, as he possibly could have. I was actually unfortunately kind of, he handled it exactly like I thought. I, he would. I, here's yeah. the things I thought that maybe he would have. A, I thought he cared enough about maybe his legacy and his kid's legacy to maybe, Say this is my one chance to at least get out to where I can disappear in, into the darkness a little bit. Now the ego stepped in and said, yeah, "Fuck and it's that like, noise." You gotta wonder, like his kids have got because you know his kids have political aspirations. Yeah. I'm sure, and they've 
they've got to at some point be like, dude, you're, you're. I mean, I don't. I can't ever imagine a, a Trump getting back in office, but I mean, crazier shits happen. But well, some people speculate him personally. That's why they're nah, trying to impeach nah, him a second nah, time nah, so that he nah, can't nah, ever run again. Nah, so, I mean, that's, people, that's again, people's say. egos yeah. are yeah. just hurt. It is what it is. But yep. nonetheless, mm-hmm. Jake wanted to come on and say that he was wrong. Yep, that we were right. And that he was sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we are drinking to that. Cheers. We've all got yeah. some bourbon. Cheers. He, he did, I'll, I'll, I'll give you credit though, Jake. He did. He did pull in a record number of you know Republican votes. He just <clears throat> you know Biden just. I, I think oh. it was. It was the election was definitely a moratorium. Right. Who's against the bloke Trump. from Secular Talk that was on Joe Hogan no when idea. they were doing like the the night of thing? Kyle. Yeah, I know Kyle, the guy you're talking um, about. Kowinski. Yeah. yeah, he is. Yeah, I know yeah. He was saying that. Yes, he <clears throat> performed better than anything yeah. and that, that was, they expected, and, which was honestly a big surprise to me. And that was yeah. the one guy on election night. But he still called that, that he was going to lose. Right? Yeah, yes, that's yes. the thing. He was the one guy yeah. actually on election night saying, "Yeah, these are going these numbers for Trump. They're going to turn around." Yeah. Like he was kind of like the only guy tempering the expectations. Yeah, well, back from that way side. before the election actually happened, he named off all the stuff with the the demographics that would probably he vote nailed for Trump, it. and he nailed it. He and then nailed he said, "But it. I think he's going to lose," and it was like. As we talked about before, the hate that you saw people just could not stand Trump. Obviously, that was a motivator. Yeah. Obviously. Was the fuckery there or not? Regardless. But my question that I hated when we had Ben on last time, how the hell do we not have voting nailed in 2020? That's my question. Well, it's, it's because it's like, been it's, going on forever. Because it's like, like anything else. You <laughs> let different municipalities like do whatever yeah. they want to do yeah. so they can make up their own laws and regulations. And, and it's like some areas, they're going to try to bend it so that their yeah, guys win right. and then the other places are going to bend it so that their guys win and then it becomes right. a big fucking issue well, and i mean here's the way i look at it is you if, unless you have you have to almost have confidence in the elector, electoral process if you're going to because i was talking to i was arguing with some guy on facebook and he was like uh i was trying to tell him like hey look man there's, there's no evidence for any of this all these claims you're making there's no evidence for any of it like it, they tried to bring evidence and it was all yeah. like nobody would hear Their it like cracking was invisible there wasn't shit there so I, I told him know. i said i said okay i said so i guess i'm going to assume that you were at the capitol on the 6th right, right. and he was like you know he kind of laughed it off i'm like well if you honestly think that the election was stolen from the american people mm-hmm. and you believe there's evidence of that I said, if you're any type of a patriot, like you say you are, like you would have been down there fighting yeah. for it. So either a couple things are true here. Either one, you're a coward, you believe it, and you're just a coward. Two is you're just lazy and you're just going to let it happen. And three is, well, maybe I'm right. And there isn't enough evidence to go, yeah. you know, go try to break into the Capitol. So in another point is, okay, yes, I think this election was as legit as any other legit election or as legit as it could have been however i will say this going forward i think it's going to be easier if you wanted to conspire and fraudulate the election because we've seen what has happened to people that have been involved in this uh protest slash people calling all the way up to a terrorist attack i mean i think it's being a little dramatic i think liberals are I mean, yes, this wasn't by definition an insurrection, and it should be punishable by law, and these people are going to get punished. But as they should. But yeah. you're not going to. I mean, these liberals—they're they're milking it a little bit. I mean, yeah, there were right. some of these guys in there that looked like they could have meant some sort of business, but there were also a lot of people in there that looked like, you know, people you'd see at the flea market. You know what I'm saying? Like these people weren't. <laughs> these people. Were, it was like an experience for them, like a social media thing. It was yeah, the they, dumbest mistake they wanted of their, their life. They wanted their dumbass but, photo op. Yeah, nobody. Nobody was gonna. Ha- nobody was hanging Mike yep. Pence. Nobody was gonna. 
it, and maybe I'm dumb. I mean, who knows? Maybe, <clears throat> I don't know what's in some people's hearts, but it, it, nevertheless, it's going to be punished correctly. But you've seen what's happened to people yeah. that have been a part of this. Even like I read that a, a teacher was suspended in Pennsylvania, not for going to the Capitol, just for being at, at, the, the, at the demonstration outside. Yeah. Yeah. Lost her job. So yeah. it's like... <clears throat> what you've done is you've we've we've agreed on a new on a new rule basically, yeah. and that rule is if you question elect, election integrity, then you know if you accuse fraud, mm-hmm. then you're going to be exercised from from the public sector, and that's dangerous because now you could you could see some some wide scale fuckery, and people are going to be like, I think I might see something, but I ain't going to say shit because I don't want to lose my job, I don't want right. to be ostracized from society. You know, never mind. You know, obviously, unless it's Russian, then we can mm-hmm. we'll talk about but, Russian. But also, again, but anything else we can't talk. It's about. only if it goes against the narrative that the people in power, so to speak, want you to have. Exactly. I mean, so it's it's like if if if, look, we, if if we've talked about like the riots and the protests and the Black Lives Matter stuff, like we have here on the podcast, and said, hey, they have the right to peacefully protest. Yeah, absolutely. And there's but there's, yeah. as soon as they start breaking shit. the law, yeah. they should go to jail. Period. It's it's you can't have it both ways. No. The same as these asshats yep. who broke in the Capitol, they should go to jail. If they now if they were there just protesting, that's fine. They have the right to do that. Well, here here's the thing. You've got you've got the, 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 their perspective is you can't compare the two because one were marching for rights, like they were marching for for and the, you know according to them they were marching for human rights. They didn't want to keep getting shot up. They, they stole wanted... shit and burned down buildings. No, listen, listen, no, I'm talking about the protesters. <clears throat> We're going to separate. The, that's the key thing here. Is we got to separate the protesters and the rioters. Okay? At the at, So at the Capitol, you had the protesters who thought the election was rigged, mainly because they were lied to by their, by their president. And then you, and then you had the yeah. fringe lunatics yeah. who tried to, who not tried to, who broke into the Capitol building. Mm-hmm. Okay? So on both sides, you've got the People that are standing up, at least for what they believe in, and then you've got the fringes that are tr- that are ruining it for everybody else. Let me say this, though. As we've what, said before. What you've done, yeah. though, is you've normalized. <clears throat> we've ex- we've now normalized the fact that regardless of if you think your cause is just because the, the people at the Trump rally, they think, they're, or, you know, they think they were just as just as the people who were marching against police brutality. We might think otherwise, but in their minds, in their minds, in their reality, they, they felt just as strongly. So what you've done now is normalize people when they don't when it's going to the street over everything. We're just going to take it to the street. And I Isn't I mean, there a saying for that like the path to hell is paved with good intentions. There's people that think the reality of stuff is doing good that Yeah, you got <clears throat> yeah, and it's it's that's the thing. Is people are always on on one in some way or another are going to be disillusioned about yeah. about things, you know. But the the thing is you can't you can't rile up and feed and fuel that. Now the, the race baiters on the left do that with their boat with their bull, you know bullshit statistics on police brutality which don't support a lot of it it however doesn't diminish the um the cause of what the people there that are actually you know that are fighting against police brutality and um you know we, we were in Kentucky it, last legit. year and we saw about 2 300 people peacefully protesting where they would all gather at this square and yeah. then they would march down in front of the police which the police actually in lexington had the main street there blocked off where the police station was so that they would not allow traffic to come in either one that way anybody walking there was going to be safe which i'm i applaud the hell out of the city for doing that those people would stand in front of the police station with the cops lined up in a line in front of the police station and just chant and rave and yell and wave their signs <clears throat> 
And that was peaceful. They weren't burning shit. They weren't stealing shit. They weren't robbing stores and businesses and knocking them down and breaking windows. And All the violence does is just it pollutes yeah. the narrative. Now, I'm, I'll come out and say that I think that if you that the core protest from the left in this case when it comes to BLM, I actually think that's I think that's more noble than what – and the reason I'm saying it's more noble than what the Trump people were doing is because there was just no evidence to support what the Trump people were doing and not to mention like – and and I know, like, you know, you say, well, is one sin worse than another sin? I, I think in this case, I mean, when you get people thinking that they can, they're disillusioned enough to think they're going to try to go in and break into the government, like, there there has to be something sacred. And I think the government is a sacred piece of shit, but it's sacred nevertheless. <laughs> you know, it has to be, it has to be treated as such. How many of those people are just following the crowd as well? Because, you know, humans are... You know, crowd folk. Yeah, I'm, of course. Yeah, I mean, but, someone but jumped still, through the window. You know what's right and wrong. You should. Yeah. Period. You, end of yeah. story. Yeah. And well, that's why, should. Yeah. Especially and I, as an and adult. I completely get where you're coming from, and, <clears> and you're right to it to a sense. Like it is more noble to write to write to to protest for your rights and those kind of things. But <laughs> we also have to protect the rights of everybody else to be able to protest for what they believe in. Yeah. Otherwise, like it's just shit goes downhill because then it's like, oh well, because we don't believe that you can't talk about that. that that's kind of that's what I I am concerned like, about. It's, that. it's a slippery yeah. slope. These, like. Like the politicians, and there were there were even politicians on record that that supported not only the protest but supported the violence going on. That said, you know, the violence has to continue, and sometimes that's the only oh, way. Oh yeah, to there's change. all kinds of quotes you can now, check that. Yeah, you know, and, and and nobody, you know, no nobody challenged <laughs> them. They didn't get banned off Twitter. They didn't get thrown they off their news for networks. Years. Yeah. So there is there a double standard? Yes, but you know, at the same time, it's like get over get over it. It's like it is what it is right now. Um. You know, the 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 people that supported Trump are going to have to either disappear into the background or they're going to have to somehow be persuaded to get back to supporting a good, you know, an honest conservative candidate. You know, somebody that is just going to I want somebody who's going to run as a conservative who's going to run on conservative policies. Stay not Twitter. Like, not, yeah, <laughs> not, not run the fucking debt up to eight trillion dollars. OK, yeah. I want give me some give me a conservative who, who wants to work with the other side. Who still wants to stand up for conservative values, and who's a man of integrity? You know, let's and that might take two, three election cycles to get the stank of Trump off of the GOP, and the GOP might not even be the the, the conservative future when it comes to elections. But regardless, you know, the the the, the Republicans are going to be there no matter how long it is. You're gonna they're going to have to. There's always going to be that stain of Trump that they're going to have to either they're going to have to worry about. Okay, I don't want to come out right away and be like, "Hey, I'm a conservative," but you know what? Fuck Trump because Trump's still going to have that. He's that base ain't going away. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just it, but it need it. It needs to. I just don't know exactly. It's not going to happen by by Donald telling them that their country is being stolen from under their feet. That's just that's like I said. That is yes. People like Matt said are responsible for their own actions. But people suck. But so, at the I mean, same time, <laughs> you've got the right. president, the most powerful man yeah. in the world, telling you your country's being stolen. Yeah. You know, you've got these people. They're they're nutty to begin with. And, and, and what have we you, been you asking gave them the ammo for? They needed. We've been asking for since I was in high school with Bush, Obama, Trumpy now. Where the hell is the president to come out and try to unify everybody and not do the whole white, black, race bait, whatever. Well, I, I kind of hope Biden would do that, and he, he has not. You would hope, right. He and, hasn't. And, but and, it's not, you know what, it's, it, but I'm not going to even say it's his job right now. It's no, not his job No, but there's people that right think now. that because Biden has a woman of color as his VP, 
or a woman of a color, whatever the hell color she claims to be that day, because we've heard her say different things, you know, or whatever her race is at that, whatever. Like, the fact that people think that that was going to fix it just because of that. Like, we had a biracial black man as a president, and that didn't You you know what? How about we we... stop caring about the race and just vote in people who are good for the job? But that's that's what I mean. That's what people think, think, though. I think people will say that you you don't do that because the majority will rule out, will win out, and you'll never see, like, you know, the minority. But but that's what... But I think Obama proved that wrong. Right, but the first time he got elected, though, a lot of people voted for the guy... He voted. Really? They were, yeah. I mean, they voted for him only because he was a, the race. That's well, what they were looking at. I, like that's they thought. Bullshit. I, I mean, th- some people for yeah. sure. Oh, I've, the, I've the heard same, friends tell the me the same that, as right? all yeah. the white nationalists. Yeah, right. For Trump, like, this, right. Th- that's yeah. irrelevant because that's such a small. That's right. the thing too. Is like people are automatically calling these protesters. They're calling like the racists down at the Capitol. They're like, we don't. Yeah. How do we, how, yeah. Where is the? And true, there were definitely some racists there. I mean, you could see the tattoos on some. Obviously, yeah. But just, and I'm sure, just like. I'm sure just like the BLM protesters don't being like lumped in with Antifa. No, no, no. This is this yeah. is simple war tactics. That's all it is. You Divide have, and conquer. No, no, no. You you have to demonize the other side. Sure. They're less than human. Yes. You can't see them as your neighbor, your brother, your, your family, your family, yeah. your your yeah, exactly. Right. They're the enemy. They're worse than human. They're racist. They're they're this. They're that. They're Bigots. whatever. It's it's all the Nazis. Same, it's the same as other ones. Like all oh, they're <laughs> libtards or they're this and they're crazies. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, 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 like yeah. no, like we're all fucking Americans. Yeah. We all need to fucking come together, right. sing kumbaya and do that kind of shit. Like, but we really need to start fucking getting along. And I'm so sick and tired yeah. of all the fucking bullshit politics. And honestly, I blame, I blame social media because, again, there's no consequences and everybody has a voice, even though they don't deserve to have a voice. But they're, they're all going to come out like all these fucking new bills and whatnot. Everything's just party line. Mm-hmm. Nobody's even looking at what's no. what's good, yeah. what's best. Like, let's actually come up with a compromise. Let's do something in the middle. Let's let's get an 80% vote on this because it's good for people. No, it's yeah. it's just party lines. It's bullshit. It needs to fucking stop. I got to tell you, and it's it's happening now. And, and it's and it's in, in, in the Democrats mind. It's they basically feel like, you know, and they do. They have a mandate from, you know, they got the House, the Senate and the presidency. So. And that's dangerous. Yeah. Well, um, so immediately, you know, Biden's already said, you know, what he's going to these executive orders he's going to pass as soon as he gets in office as far as undoing some of the stuff Trump done did. And at this point, it's basically like we can do what we want, just like, you know, back in the 90s when the Republicans had everything. Um, I don't think that's necessarily the best thing for the country to have one party in complete control. But don't think it's it's horrible. But at the same time, at the same time, that's hey, this is the system we have. And um, I think Republicans. Maybe if they would have taken a harder stance against Trump instead of being wishy-washy at first, so then you know. Good luck with that. Yeah. So yeah. and, and the, I, I think he caught so many people, so many Republicans off guard in the in the in in the government that you know they were in that position where yeah they didn't want to piss off that huge base that just put him in office, but at the same time they had to know in their head like this can't be the future. Like we'll never win another race. I, I hate to be the one to say it, but we need more politicians to stop acting like politicians Mm -hmm. and we need them to grow a spine act like a leader have some character yeah and like try to do what i try to do like to live my life like i don't always succeed at this like but it's my goal and my my goal is always to do what's right do what is right no matter the consequences and we, we need we need more people to do that but then you involve money and whatever else and political favors you think that shit's gonna happen no I, I understand that, and but I'm saying right, like that's why I'm excited about guys like Dan Crenshaw. <laughs> right. But that's why as the people suck thing, you need to find a genuinely good person. Yeah. Maybe he is that guy and that but maybe here's that's the what problem. You need, it doesn't but... matter what type of guy he is because <clears throat> he's already been linked 
to Trump and supporting a few. You know, he's right. he's spoken out against Trump plenty of times, but there have been a few times where he sided with him, and now that's tied to his leg probably for the rest of his political career. Right. So that's one case of where Trump has potentially, you know, sabotaged a potentially, you know, good uh, conservative but candidate. I, but I think future. that's he's, it's only going to sabotage people who are shallow-minded, who can't look past the fact that there was Trump involved. No, that's just... I mean, that's where we're at right now. And let's be honest. There's a lot of shallow-minded it's people. A, it's right? basically I mean, a – and, you know, I can't blame Democrats because for four years, all they heard was, you know, you lost, get over it, you're snowflake, blah, blah, blah. And now they've got – now they're big brother and they've got the power and it's like they can – they can now they're just going to return the favor. And the problem is now we've entered into the eternal circle of hypocrisy because the next time the Republicans have everything, and it could be, like I said, forever, but, you know – here, when they want to start impeachments, when we start these baseless impeachments, um, even though I don't, I don't think this current impeachment is baseless. I think this one is legit. I think they might have had a. I think it would. I think it would hold a lot more weight if they didn't try their little the first their, their pillowy yeah. fluff impeachment before. But all that to say, it's going to be like the next time the Republicans pull this shit, all they're going to be like is, "Well, you did it," and then and the Democrats the next time they start doing shit Trump did, they're going to be, "Oh, you guys are fine when Trump did it." It's like so nobody has to be accountable it, for it, anything. It, it all goes back to the old adage, is the one thing we learn from history is the fact that we don't learn from history. Exactly. Because it's all going to repeat itself. It's all going to dude, I'm telling you for now for the next 50 years it's going to be nothing but I hope it's not that long. Well, I, hope, I hope people wake up before that. You guys did it. Oh, so now you guys think it's okay. Yeah, that's well, yeah, it, well, you it's guys the back did and it. forth. And it's that's what the, it's going to be like. Every 48 years, let's get the what the hell the last president did out of there. Let's try to fix all their shit and then re-implement ours. It's like, why don't you do stuff that's actually good for everybody? So exactly like you were saying that's, earlier. That kind of brings me to um, something I wanted to talk about, which was, you know, as far as Biden's relief plan that he plan he's, he's trying to pass right now. No, I've not, or heard, get I've not heard about this, yeah. so Another please someone stimuli. explain this. Because like I, I just got my second round of Trump bucks and I had yeah. no idea they were so, coming. I mean, and I got to, like, what the fuck is this? I yeah. go online and Google like second stimulus check and I'm like, so oh, there's Jesus, <laughs> like where is this money? There's coming another from? two bill I think, and it's uh, or trill, and it's going Kazil. You just call yeah, it's it that. Now. It's yeah, um, just... so you've got money going basically to states and municipalities, you know, places like that that need money. You've got a lot of that. You do have the inc- you've got that extra fourteen hundred in stimulus coming, you know, because you've got your six, and pe- Democrats are already blasting Biden. They're like, you said two. And Biden's saying, well, yeah, the 14 I'm going to give you plus the six you just got from Trump, that's two. And they're saying, no, nah, not good enough. That's another point. The entitlement is absurd right now. But the one that the, the, the one that, that got my attention, it's been in the, you know, it's been on the back burner for a while now is the $15 minimum wage. So he, that's part of the bill. That's part of the bill. No, well, that's, that's that's what he's trying to get. Now that's obviously that's a starting point. So you know I'm I'm guessing in negotiations that it wouldn't end up there, but that's what they want. They want fifteen dollars. It's already happened in a couple cities. It, it's going to be on the horizon. So he, he so obviously you know as a business owner, um, it's always you know I think in the, you always want to make sure your employees are are fairly compensated. You know in, in my business. Um, and I guess I might as well just, you know, get into what I do, you know, just because that's just how it's going to have to be talking about this. But so, so my wife and I, we run, um, early child, you know, early childhood education centers. And, um, so our employees typically aren't, um, breadwinner type employees in their family members. You know, they're not, um, you know, the primary wage earner, you know, you've either got young girls that are going through college, 
you know, occasionally, yeah. you know, occasionally you've got, you know, uh, you know, an older woman who, you know, she's married or, or sometimes, sometimes, you know, a single lady or an older, single older lady. Or just people have passion for yeah. it and want to yeah. do so, it. So, yeah. but, but you don't, you're not, it's, it's not a career that you would go to to say, okay, I'm going to support a family, make a career out of this. If you want to do that in early education, you go and you get your teaching, Masters you know, and, all that and then you whatever, teach, yeah. you know, early education in the school system. <laughs> But what we do is we provide a springboard for that while they're getting those degrees, they're getting their experience, and then you know they're, they're ready to go once they've got their degree and they're ready to go in the public school system. And that's great for us. We love sending our, our staff out, off into the public school system you know, prepared. Um, so when I hear about the $15 minimum wage, first thing I think is, okay, what, how would my employees react to this? I would say on average, you know, in the child, in the, <clears throat> the child care industry right now, you know, or right around that, probably that you know, $10, $11 an hour range is is typical from what at least in, in in my in our area you know from what i've gathered from our competition and stuff like that and we're right there so i want to you know i'm thinking like okay so a 15 dollar minimum wage that's a you know if you've got somebody making 10 dollars, that's a 50 percent increase in their wages that's a huge you know, mm-hmm. that's a big deal so you know i i i first want to understand you know what is that going to mean to my employees paychecks you know what's that how much exact you know dollar wise you know you're putting an extra five bucks in say an average of 40 hours well that's 200 dollars a week before you get taxed you know probably after you're said and done you're going to come out with an extra 20 bucks. 125 150 bucks um which is for a lot of young people it's nothing to sniff at i mean you make that you know you've, you've made your car payment you know if, you, if you're getting that um here's my issue with it and, and and if you want to say this makes me sound like I'm a, I'm a greedy business owner well that's cool but let let's let let me speak it out here for a second before you judge me yeah for people who don't own a business and don't understand okay. how it's run so i ran the numbers just out of just for shits and giggles and i you know i ran them quickly with you know just base estimates in my head of which i know what, what i know our our bi-weekly payrolls are and stuff like that and um real you know basic Quick, quick estimation was about one hundred and sixty thousand dollars a year. This would, this would increase my expenses, you know, to with the fifteen. Yeah, to get to get all to get my employees <clears throat> up to that amount it would cost me about. A, so based on the clientele we have right now, um, if I need to make that obviously because I have to make it up or else I'd go out of business. The money has to come from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you I, I don't know. Whatever you guys know about childcare, our, our pro- profit margins aren't like they're not really flexible. You know, they're pretty tight. Andrew's so, work in the corner. Oh uh, yeah. I, yeah. Anybody need a hand job out there? Um, <laughs> I need some extra cash. Yeah. So I did the math, and I'm looking. That would raise all of our clients' rates on average. You know, you've got part timers and full time, but on average, about eighty bucks a week it would raise their tuition. So if you think about it, if somebody's making ten, going to fifteen, they're getting about one hundred twenty five, hundred fifty a week. And if they had to pay me, they'd only be paying an extra seventy, eighty. So they're still coming out on top. So to a person like that, they might say, "Okay, I'll pay the extra. I'm getting extra. I'll pay you extra." Here's the issue. Most of our clients are making over 15 an hour. They're still getting hit with the increase and their wages aren't going up. You know what I'm saying? So my, my concern is that I, I, I'm not going to say that anybody should only is only, you know, your people are only worth 10 an hour. I think people are worth whatever they can get paid, whatever their skill set. They're allows. worth their skill. Yeah, that's the thing. Whatever their skill set allows them to get paid. That's what they're worth. Um, but my concern is for the people, you know, working your, average nine to five, you know, those people are making a little, you know, probably making, I would assume you guys are making over 15 an hour. Okay. Well, suppose you were making just a little bit over 50, say like you're making 17, 18 an hour. Okay. Um, how are you going to feel when new guy comes in? You've been there for 15 years. New guy comes in, he's making 15. No, no experience. Yep. 
employer is going to feel an obligation to bump you up, right? So now he's not only starting this one guy at 15 that he would have started at 10. Now he's got to bump you up. So you're not. Because at some point, you're thinking like, okay, do I stay here and bust my ass doing this, you know, working this skill that I'm heavily accountable for for 18 bucks an hour, like a, like a, uh, um, like a journeyman plumber or an apprentice plumber, whatever the lower one is. I can't remember. I think it's apprentice, right? Is it apprentice and journeyman? journeyman? You work your, you yeah. work your apprenticeship. apprenticeship. Yeah. You start the yeah. So you come in as an apprentice plumber at 17 yeah. bucks an hour. Well, are you going to do that? Or why not go bag groceries for 15 bucks an hour? Why, why take all the schooling, do all the training? You know what I'm saying? So I think that there's a lot more that not only just with raised prices across the board that we'll all experience, there's a lot more that that minimum wage rip. And if somebody as dumb as me can figure that out, I'm sure that there's economists on in the government that work for, you know, that are working on this plan that know the same thing. But I sometimes I don't know because they're already going to raise the corporate tax rate back up over 30%, you know, whereas is, it was down to 18%. I've heard Trump. a bunch of other taxes are coming back, yeah. like death tax and stuff so, like that. Yeah, so they're going to they're gonna get rid of, you know, they're going to make it they're going to make it harder for corporations to maintain a profit. On top of that, they're going to raise all their, their you know, their low-skill employee wages. Obviously, for a company that's ever already paying everybody 15. And not to mention all you know, the small businesses have already gone under because of all the shutdowns and everything else. Yeah. So who knows what's going to happen so, with that. Yeah, like, so Amazon starts at 15 an hour, okay? They start, you drive a truck for 15 an hour, okay? Would you do... I, I thought the ones who drove truck were all, like, independent contractors. They had to, like, give them wages and stuff, but yeah. then they don't have to, like, pay them benefits. That's so the true. whole reason yeah. of doing that. Yep. So, you know, it's another situation. It's like, well, why why drive a truck delivering package, packages in a busy track it, traffic, shitty weather, whatever, when I can go flip burgers for 15 bucks? You know, if I'm going to do a no-skill job anyway, yeah, why, 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 not do the, why not do the machine easiest machine when you thing? can flip a burger? But, yeah. but here's the problem with that, because you specifically mentioned flipping <clears throat> burgers. So my father-in-law used to work for Wendy's. Yeah. He was a maintenance man who worked for a gentleman who owned like like uh, 23 or 25 stores, I think, in the Northeast Ohio area. So he would go around and service all their equipment and change out stuff or fix things that were broken and put in new equipment when they got it, all that kind of good stuff, right? That was his job. And he had talked about that because this was brought up years ago when he was still working for them. And he had mentioned like their overhead and their their margin is very slim. It's hard to make a profit in that industry because everybody else is driving down prices mm. You can't price for what you want to because then they'll just go somewhere else because it's cheaper, exactly. right? So, so if if that were to happen, like let's say they jump up the wage, minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour, and the, the whole cry back then was to say, oh well, these people can't support a family on this little of money. It's like, well, that's simple. Then you need a better job. Yeah, nobody like, needs to be support a family. It's, at Wendy's, it's meant to right? offer kids yeah. coming into the industry some work experience. They can learn some responsibility. They get paid. They can have fun. They can dick around. They can learn that. How, like food care sucks and you want to go do something else with your life. Like yeah. that's kind of how this works, right? But like what what's going to happen if you do that to these businesses? What they are going to do is let everyone go in their shop. They're going to do the automated automated ordering stations. They're going to have all the automated drink stuff put in. Right. They're not they're going to have like two people run that whole store. Well, or in So or, so they're going to have like instead of having six people on shift, yeah. you're going to now have two. So four of those people are going to be unemployed. Exactly. They're not going to be making $15 an hour. They're making nothing sitting home on their ass. Yep. And then conversely, you've got a business like mine where you can't just cut staff. You have to have a mandatory amount yeah. of staff there. Right. And in that case, it's just hey, everybody's price is going up. Exactly. You everybody's have to raise rates. rates. Everybody's but, rates. Are going but guess up. what? That happens everywhere. Yeah. So now prices will go up everywhere. Yep. Prices will go up for food. Prices will go up for housing. Prices prices are going to go up for everything. So your fifteen dollars an hour, once you average it all out, it's still going to be like seven bucks an hour. Don't we love that inflation? 
I've I've worked Steak and Shake my first back in the day jobs all the way back through to everything day. else. Yeah, seriously. So I've seen all this stuff, and then now where I work now, there are people that pay what ten or eleven bucks an hour or whatever mm-hmm. it is, or nine, whatever it is. But they're temporaries, and they sort where they have to look parts over yeah. all day long for eight hours, which would sure freaking kill me. It's I don't monotonous. Know how to do it's horrible. Did Very that, monotonous. Yes. I did that. I did that out of college. Right. Rubbermaid. It was Can you awful. imagine? Them getting fifteen dollars an hour to sit there all day long with their headphones in, do whatever, and that's your job. Is that and people that went to school or trade school like what I did to run a CNC machine that come in and started certain machines in our our plant at fifteen or sixteen, going. I took this school that cost this much money, this much time put in, this much schooling, learning all this whatever, and they get paid the same amount I do. You want to know what the? That's gonna piss off everybody. I, let me. I'll tell you what the what the what the liberal response is to that because I literally was reading the responses on Twitter, you know, from a guy who who brought up a lot of those topics. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, you've got these people coming in that haven't put in near the sweat equity that I have in this company, and they're making what I'm making. And and you know what the response to that is? Well, you got a shitty employer then. If he's not gonna bump you up, and you got a shitty employer, and you should quit. And I'm thinking like. Where's the mo- where is the money coming from? Right. I think that's the people big think thing. that it's coming from the CEOs. Oh, like McDonald's right. CEO made eighteen million, but, so all this money is going to just magically come out of his pocket. Like I ain't a McDonald's CEO. Where's my money coming right. from? Right. It's coming from the members of my community that pay a now an already too high rate. Now on on that on that topic, I think it's fair to say that we could probably cut into some of those big CEOs' budgets. And, sure. and bonuses and stuff a little sure. bit to to give I mean, to give back down to the company. I look, understand. I'm that. A, I'm as capitalist as you get, but you know, I I, I you know I'm not going to say that oh nobody should ever have this much money or you know, nobody needs this much money. I do believe that you can if you have the opportunity to make money, you should make it. However, you know, just like a lot of the statistics don't support police brutality towards African Americans, just because the statistics might not be in the favor here, we know or Shit just happens. Be, we know that yeah. that having a CEO make an 18 mil while your employees are all making eight and nine. We know as humans, there's something that we didn't figure out correctly when we made the system and we can fix it. And we had the power. That's the problem. I think a lot of times with us is we're so afraid to admit that maybe we didn't have it right the first time. Right. You know, maybe we didn't get American in capitalism right the first time. That doesn't mean it's bad. It just means like, can we just have at least the um, humility to say, Maybe we can do capitalism a little bit better. You know, aren't, aren't we still that young and fledgling that we're, we're learning all these things and putting you, them together? I would think so like, because I mean, what's the biggest problem here towards everything is poverty. Poverty breeds drug use. It breeds violence. It breeds everything evil in and our society. And also not doing anything. But my wife just being at home by herself right now, not working since March last year because they shut her entire field down. Yeah, sure. Like she can't do shit. Yeah. So. She has to redo the resume and go look out for these other jobs, find the nine to five, whatever. If people are actually even hiring right yeah. now because of the Rona and all that other stuff, like the depression sets in being by yourself sure. with the animals or no one around all day long. You're not working. You're not doing all your like we got to add all that shit in there, too. And that's people that used to work a full time job all day long. And now this is where they're at right now. So it's like we got to. We got to think about all these things, and it's like it's another thing too is the, un- <clears throat> the un- they're going to extend the unemployment benefits, yeah. you know. Um, and look, I get that there are legitimate people who are legitimately unemployed, like somebody like your wife, you know. That's somebody that had a skill, had a jo- had a career, and it was taken away by the by the pandemic. To me, that's somebody that deserves a go- a quote unquote government bailout. 
Let's bail out the citizen. They put the work in. We know they'll put the work in once this is over. Yeah. So let's go ahead and make sure they stay on their feet. That's that way they- if their businesses are there when they go back sure. to their work. Sure. Which it, a lot of them have been changing now into other businesses or other factions or switching what they do. Yeah. Just like like the distilleries that made like hand sanitizer and shit like that. But they you know, are switching literally what they've done oh, yeah. over the last sure. twenty years to accommodate what and they, just trying to accommodate. But it doesn't require the same skill set that she's got that she was needed for the past jobs. My issue is is that <clears throat> you it, for people that have gotten used to not working and to continue to pay them when there are jobs out there. And I say this because I know because I've been trying to hire people forever. And I think I've talked on this podcast before about how fucking hard it is to find somebody that isn't a complete non-piece of shit. And I might be being hard on a lot of these young girls, but let me be hard on their parents in our education system because they have failed a lot of these girls. Some of these girls don't know how to tell time unless it's on a digital clock. Like some of them have no... They, they have no thought whatsoever about just not showing up, just not coming in and being, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so those type of people continuing to get unemployment off of our tax dollars, that, that shit irks me. If you're not taught that, personal. Because now you're using the pandemic as a fucking excuse that's to, a crutch, to yeah. pander to people yeah. and you're bribing them. And that's all the fucking is. Well, we know people. I personally know people that took advantage of it. That sure. said, well, "Fuck this! I'm not working and at why, this place and anymore. I'm going to go on my vacation." Why shouldn't you? And fuck now it. they live I'll in different it. states, or they moved, or whatever else it was, you know. But then there's also people that, like you said earlier, they literally don't have personal damn responsibility that they were taught as a kid or through school or whatever else, where they don't give a flying hell. They don't. They don't give shit. It's look. It's take advantage. I mean, that's of a it. whole different tangent. But I mean, <laughs> I have you know, I have four kids. My two middle ones, who are 16 and 13, are straight. A, they've been nothing but straight A students. Um, you know, my, in fact, my, my second oldest son, he's, he, he's beyond like a four point. So, but so in my mind, it's like, oh shit, if I, back in my, I'm thinking to myself, man, I, the kids I knew in high school with 4.0s, those kids are running like tech companies now. I talk to my kids sometimes, they don't know shit about anything. I'm like, I think to myself, he's gotta be the, the, you know, this is mean. And obviously I don't think this, but it's like, I'm like, is, is this how smart our 4.0 students are these days? Like they don't know basic things about human history, you know, American history and economics, you know, things like that. And, and maybe I'm being, you know, who knows, maybe I'm being a little unfair on them, but in, in my mind, it doesn't like, I see the homework that they do. I see the, pro- you know, and yeah, it's, it's schoolwork, but I've, I've gotten on this rant many times. <laughs> Education now is not about educating our kids. Yeah. It's about just pu- like, we're just it's, pumping them out there. Well, there's that of course, I mean, because the whole system's obviously developed to make people work in factories. That's the whole idea. Sit them in rows, do these things that we tell you, don't ask questions, yada, yada, yada. Pull, pull the lever for the yeah, man. It's, it's yeah, not yeah, actual yeah. education, but I, I stopped calling it education a long time ago. Now it's just schooling. Yeah. Because they are just memorizing shit for a test. That's exactly because, what it is. Because that's how they get their money from the government, right. and they don't give a shit about what, about what they learn. Just memorize this. Just memorize it. Yeah. And then just don't ask any questions. Don't right. think critically, because if you do that, we're going to kick you out of here. But if you memorize this and regurgitate exactly what I tell you, then... We're gonna give you an A. We're gonna be good. We're gonna have a pizza party. And then we get that. And we get that sweet grant money because our test scores are acceptable. And and you know it's it's sad, funny, whatever you want to call it. Talking over this last few months with with some of my friends, one guy he's going through divorce right now and some other stuff. But he with the schooling side, they're doing the Zoom stuff or whatever, right? He's trying to kind of watch what his kids are learning in school because they're home sometimes. Whatever they want, they won't let them do it. If the parents are in the room, they shut the class off. What the hell's that shit about? 
Like I'm trying to get the guy to talk about that stuff more openly that like they don't, don't let you that. guys see what they're teaching their kids. Certain I, I think certain it, classes it pops well, up. I don't know about I'm not sure. <clears throat> I I would That's assume in Ohio. they would say it's probably for distraction purposes. Because you want to just kind of monitor what yeah, your but, kid I mean, might be learning but or whatever. I've, I've like, sat there with my kid before because they were you know, and they kept it going. And, yeah. And they okay. Did. Well, I want to so, know what the hell is going. Maybe it's just specific. It could specific be a specific teacher. It, yeah. That's probably, it could be something like that. You know, a teacher yeah. with a, with a power trip or something like yeah, that. But well, they need to be investigated for that kind of shit. Although I like, will say, I'm not going to teach. I, I will say this. Like, like I got to give them their props because <laughs> I could not imagine trying to, I've watched these teachers direct these classrooms over like yeah. video. Trying to do it. And, Zoom's worse than and, and oh, man, they're doing it. Some of them do a great job. And right. it's like, if we're having to learn on the fly, like I'm, I've right. been impressed with a lot of what I've seen. I don't think it's a substitute for in-person learning. But well, I think it's a disservice to the children. I think it's going to be detrimental to their oh, development. Yeah, I agree. I right. think they're all going to have social problems for the rest of their lives. But all, it's also, horrible. imagine how the teachers in person can't deal with some of these shitty kids anyway. How the hell are you going to do it over? The I think it almost makes it easy. At this point, they can just ignore them. You know, there isn't a. There's not we'll really teach the kids kid that are here to learn. A kid then? really yeah. can't distract an entire class. He can just you just mute him. You know, right? Or boot but there's him. goods and bads out of it. I'd imagine. Yes. I don't know. Let's 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 but move on from anyway, this shit. I mean, this, everybody this needs to mask getting heated. Yeah. No, it's, it's it's not that. It's just like it's it's becoming a bitch fest. I don't want this to be a bitch fest. I mean, there, there's certainly legitimate problems that I think they're involved with all this, but we need to just. Go on vacation in, in, in my and mind, travel and In my mind, life. we need to stop the bullshit. We need to open things back up and yeah. need to fucking get back to our lives. If people are afraid, they can go get the goddamn vaccine. But are, are let's, we, let's not worry about that at the moment. Are now, we assholes for doing that then? Because what? you're talking – for traveling and just living our lives? No. Not Okay. Go so, do you, man. Okay. We, we have. Go and do that's why – I ain't screwed. Yeah, okay. I you just want to make sure. I, not... I mean, I've, I've been out of Texas to visit family. I've had, like, my daughter came up. She actually brought the Rona with her and got right. my, my parents sick. And, you know, like, it's like shit's going to happen. Like, what are you going to do? It's a virus. You yeah. know, it's like, like they had the choice. Like, am, am I going to not see my, my granddaughter I haven't seen in six months? Right. Or am I going to see her when she comes up? Like, I'm going to see her. And they got well, sick. It is what it is. We traveled last year to, at the end of the year, to go see my brother and my nephew and my father, who we haven't seen in however long. And we got to have dinner with all three of them within a week's time or whatnot, which was amazing. We didn't even expect that stuff. But we got to live our life, see all these things, do the vacation. It's like you might never see that family member again if something bad were to happen. Yeah. You know, knock on wood. But, like, it was amazing to, to know you got that. You got to hug your family. You got to see your family, take some photos. Yeah, and them. if people like, chose not to, that's fine. That's yeah, their choice. That's, live your, that's great. Live your fucking life. I got though, no problems with that. Well, right. you say that, but like, like, what if you what if you got infected on your vacation and you just gave it to me and then I take it home to my kids? Like, it, in that sense, I don't think any of you would say that's all right. Right. I think you would just say, well, that's the way it is. So in that respect, I don't agree with you guys. But at the same time, I'm not going to like, I'm also not going to tell somebody to not that, do it. that they can't have a life. I would say that, like, I mean, you know, if if you're comfortable risking it, that's the whole thing is everyone's saying, well, I'm fine. If I get it, whatever. I don't think people are considering, like, you could be giving it to me right now. But but my, my dad's wife is 78. She sat in the garage yeah, I, I, way on I, the I other get, side with a mask that, on. With a mask and on. I'm not talking about you specifically. Right, I'm but just I, talking about, like, if I think if everyone had your guys' – I think it's the fact that so many people have your guys' mindset – that's a problem. I don't think you guys are a problem. I just think that the general, like, well, we've gotten casual about it. But and, like, and, the doing, num- and the numbers support it. While doing your mask thing, while doing your distance thing, whatever, all that stuff, like, still living your life can happen, and people aren't doing well, that. Well, I guess it, I it would depend on, it depend on what is living your life. For me, living my life is going to work and then coming home and, and watching TV. You know, I mean, that's what... 
Go that's to work. what a lot well, of people, that's what those, a lot of people's lives. Well, are. then right, all the true. shutdowns haven't uh, like affected you, affected at, all. you yeah, at all because right. your job is considered essential. Well, th- so, so you're still working. Yeah, but so you're, life you're, is all you're, good. you're disregarding the fact that half of my clientele lost their job. Yeah. So, like in a sense, yeah, I stayed open, but my business was decimated. So it's like I, I like I said, I'm not going to sit here and be like shut it all down. Uh, right. You know, I like I said, I think that we can figure out how to do things correctly and a shutdown isn't the correct way to do it. That being said, I think more personal responsibility, you know, would well, be would be nice. Do you know what's really confusing to me is last year when we did travel and stuff and we went and ventured to some of these places, when we went to these shops, the people were so happy that we were the only business they've had in months that they gave us whatever for free. <laughs> Which is like, kind how of defe- is that? That defeats is, the purpose. It, it, exactly. That's my thought. It's, it's defeating the purpose of how the hell you're, you're so excited somebody's actually coming in to give you business, willing to pay for it, do the thing. We were the only two people there. You gave it to us or you gave us a discount or whatever that was. Like, I don't understand the concept behind that. Is it business owners are that excited to see people trying I, to do it? Well, yeah, I mean, it, I guess it would, de- it would depend. Like, like I've seen... Um, you know, I mean, I don't know if you, you guys are familiar with Barstool Sports. Yes. So the owner, you Matt's know, probably the not. owner, Dave, has basically been gotten fed share, up with yeah. the government and yeah. how they've handled this whole pandemic. And it started a fund, yep. basically getting contributions from all around the country and athletes and stuff like that. And he's distributing it to People small businesses business, yep. that are just reaching out to him and being like, hey, here's a little bit about our business. Here's how we've been impacted. So he's been... On his Facebook page, he Facebooks the – I mean, he, he puts these status updates of these FaceTime calls with these people. And some of these people are like – they're literally – they break down and cry the minute they see his face because they know what the phone call – they know that they're going to be helped. Yeah. So you can actually see like – you can see life being pumped into these people in real right. time. So for people that don't think that this is – the shutdowns have affected people and, oh, it's just a business and you can you can start it back up later and but fuck they, those, fuck but those they people. They don't understand yeah. the slightest thing about – all everybody who fucking complains – either doesn't know shit about owning a business or has owned so many and has so much money that they don't give a fuck if theirs get shut care, down for a little while. They're yeah. so they're big and beyond it. But you I would never I haven't seen one small business owner be like, "Well, these shutdowns are tough, but you know, I, I don't have a job anymore and I don't have a way of income, but got to do what we got to do." Nobody said that shit. It's always like, "Look, the reasonable ones are, yeah, we acknowledge what's going on, but there's a way to do it." And I think they figure that out with, you know, Hey, let's not shut down all the restaurants. Let's make them available for takeout. And then, okay, well, that didn't really work. Let's allow a little bit of seating, you know, and let's allow a little bit more. And now you've got fucking people like now that, and, and some people are saying it's because now that the Trump lost, it's like all of a sudden the virus isn't a big deal. But you do have people, you know, in, uh, mayors in Washington and Michigan, stuff like that saying, hey, it's time to reopen. It's time to get, we, we need to, we need to get these businesses open. We're, we're, now they're saying that? now they're saying that because all I, didn't, of a sudden, I haven't heard all that stuff because yet, yeah. you know and, and i'm not going to say that uh we you know we sh- they, they they shut down their cities be- despite trump but you know what people are fucking evil and i'm not going to put yeah but the proof's in the pudding if they start saying it now that he's no longer there yeah, you're going to see it so. you got on one hand you've got you yeah. know you've got talking heads screaming the, the death count to us every night yeah and they want to reopen it's like well if if the deaths are still there, what's changed? Yeah, why are you reopening? Other than now? other than who's in charge and who's it going to make look bad? Because they don't give a shit about everybody's interests; they just care about their. They want to get a real. Yeah. They want to get re-election, re-election. and they, they'll ebb and. You remember when I said when the very start of this thing, I talked about how Mike DeWine was going to ride this thing out to like 
be able to spend the rest of his life as governor, basically. He saved so many lives. Yeah. yeah. I think now, I think people would string him up outside the... the, the, the well, the, the problem the, with being an elected official right now is because everyone's so divided on the parties, yeah. is that no matter what you do and what you say, half of the your voting population is going to be fucking pissed, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, now he's got both sides. Now he's got everybody pissed at him, because either he's not doing enough or he's doing too much yeah. now. And so... Hey, if we're, you know, it's, it's a lose lose situation. Wrong, there you go. It's, I, a, it's absolutely a lose lose situation. Remember when, ven- remember when having ventilators used to be a concern? And he gets all the ventilators and then shuts the economy down. <laughs> well, yeah, but they also found that all the ventilators actually killing people. But, yeah, so, eh, well, what are you going to do? What are you well, gonna that's, do? That's the problem. You don't know. It's, you get into stuff and you start. Sometimes ventilators kill people. In, in, light of, <laughs> in light of being a good person, how do you be a good person if you hate somebody over this race stuff, you hate someone over the political stuff, you hate someone over the abortion stuff, the minimum wage stuff, the, all these different things that are separating people? How are we supposed to. It doesn't even have to be about politics. People bitch and argue over everything now. It's like just just yeah, calm down and be a nice person. Media. Yeah, honestly, Jake, I think you. I think <clears throat> because I've had the exact same thoughts. Like because I I feel a lot of malice. You know, just a lot of overall like, you know, disdain when I think about not not people I know or people I've met, but people. You know, as a group, humans. It, yeah. it brings out feelings of of like you said, like hatred. You know, and it's like I know that's not natural. I know it's not healthy. <laughs> so honestly. You know, and I, it, this kind of harkens back to something you've always said, um, kind of old fashioned. But I think the fact getting away from all people's online personas and even though in the middle of a pandemic, I don't think you should be doing it. But I think the cure for it eventually is to get out there with people. And even if you're not sitting there having a direct face to face conversation about just their life, life, just being around them yeah. and, and realizing like, hey, I'm around a bunch of people and we're all and, and probably most likely half these people are conservatives, half of them are Democrats. But I, we're all here. We're all having a good time. We're all minding each other's, minding our business and laughing, and you know, just being in that environment, I think, can can start to heal the divide. I think the problem is now you've had all this go down while we've all been isolated, you know. So it's like yeah, it's, it's just up, it's just yeah. deepened our isolation because now we're by ourselves, and there are these lines in the sand being drawn everywhere you look. Everywhere you look, you got to pick a side. Like I like I said before, I use going to bars and restaurants and people out in public and whatever as a, a sort of therapy that like what we've done over the last year where even when we traveled every once in a while and we talked to new people we got we so we went out west and we found all all these different states and all these national parks that we've never done before and we found every single state had a tie to ohio either people lived in and around medina which we ran into oh, you found people okay yeah, a, a door guy at a bar we walked into wanted to check our IDs, and he went, "You guys are from Medina, Ohio? No shit." And he goes, "I graduated in 2007." We're, like, we're out in fucking Colorado. Like, what yeah. were, I mean, other guy owned a shop out there. It was a beef jerky shop. He was from Hudson, Ohio, and all these different things. It's like, really? get the fuck out of here. Ohio is all everywhere in nor- the Northeast States, Ohio like, is a yeah. Not to brag on us a little bit, but it's a uh, there's a lot of a lot of spread out people have come. You know, people dispersed from here that go out and. But I mean that social interaction and, yeah. right there. That was it was a you got cheery and happy. You guys could talk about something. You start smiling and laughing and like it's good for your soul or whatever. It's not, it's not the political shit. We weren't talking about that for two weeks while sure. we were on vacation. We didn't we didn't pay any attention to it, and it was great to just calm yourself and no stress. There's nothing wrong with that. No. All right. Well, let's let's move on again. <laughs> More bitching going on <laughs> Jeff, here. So we got. Let's get the mass agenda. Damn it. <laughs> That's not really an agenda so much, but so, so obviously it's it's January here. It's 2021. We're finally out of the dumpster fire that was 2020. 
you know, what do you guys see as like um, exciting and coming for this year? What are you guys excited about? You guys do like New Year's resolutions? The Browns resolutions? winning the Super Bowl. Do you do New Year's resolutions and all that kind of stuff? Actually, Angela and I, so last year we did not, I mean, we did a lot more hiking than we've ever done, but we also, we were eating out or doing whatever, whatever's convenient. So we gained some weight. Last year, at the end of the year, I don't even know where the hell we found the idea. She just came up with it. Slap a sticky note up on our mirror in the bathroom of what our weights were. We've already dropped. She's dropped damn near 20 pounds. And oh, wow. Good for her. Yeah, I've already dropped 10 plus. And like, nice. Just from a sticky note with your weight on it. Because you have to actually see it. Every morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> every Sunday you do your weigh-in. So you know if you're eating right, working out through that entire week. Because when you weigh in on Sunday, if it's fluctuated up or down, you're like, damn, I'm doing good. Or shit, I need to, I need to refocus and whatever. Simple, stupid shit like that. And people talk about it all the time, diet and exercise or whatever. <laughs> Sticky note on the mirror is all it took. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some, sometimes it's just facing the uh, the, the, the abrupt truth. We'll I mean, we have the scale there. We could have checked it all last year, whatever else. Nope. That's why doctors actually recommend that you weigh yourself <laughs> once a day because they do always think that if it's – they want if you're aware of it every day, it right. will affect your Well, my brother, my brother's like a nutrition specialist or something. He's got all these certs and the physical training stuff and massage therapy and all the things that he did. And he's talked about the dumbest things like diet and exercise. Our friends that own a gym, diet and exercise, all these things. Nope. We've heard it. It's the easiest things. All you got to do is pay attention to it. Everyone that's ever worked out talks about it. The CrossFitters, that's whatever. Put a damn sticky note on your mirror so you see a damn thing every day. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. That's all it took. Staring that, you that in was, the face. That was all it was. So you guys are on, on the path uh, to lose some weight and yeah, get we, healthier? We kicking, do, you, do you have like a goal in mind? Do you just kind of just I was 170 on? pounds when I was 25, and I was wearing schmedium t-shirts and whatever else. And, you know, she, when she was doing CrossFit, was in her best shape, and she was real small. Yeah, I, wouldn't, and, I wouldn't say weight. It was women get mad about yeah, that kind yeah. of shit. But. She's happy. No, she's happy. About it. Like I said, 20 pounds is a lot of weight. So you dropped that already in a couple weeks or whatever. But, I mean – She's, again, like I said, sitting at home and not working. So she's physically not doing stuff throughout the day unless she forces herself to go to the gym or go outside and whatever. And to still do that, like, damn good job because I'd sit at home all day and be playing <laughs> on my phone or whatever else and eat because you're bored and all that. And she's not. So congrats. But it, it's so, so simple. Sorry, that, are you trying to get back down to that 170? Is that what you're saying? Or Well, I've always been around – a 230-ish, 220-ish through my entire life. At one point when I was 18, I was like 260, 270, which is the fattest for a 5'9 person. You should not be that weight ever. And the pictures show it. Well, then more and more pictures we take now, you can see it too. And I started realizing that last year, taking pictures of family and all that. I'm like, God, that, I'm, I'm pushing that again. I don't want to do it. So the fact that we grab more spinach, we grab more stuff for salad and all these things. It's the dumbest, simplest little things that people always say it and we never I get followed that, but you're it. You're still running circles around my question yeah. here. Are you so, shooting for a specific goal I, or Yes. So my weight Do you, you want to talk shooting, about that or do you not want to put no, it on? No, the no, no, okay. I don't care. I wanted to be two hundred or less. Okay, so under two. So yeah. I can dig it. I've been there before. Yeah. But we were constantly running every single day after work and we were doing the eat this, not that, make the stuff at home, meal prep. That was when I was twenty five. That was my best shape. I had like a two to four pack, looked like a six pack if it was in the right <laughs> light at one point. Pack. Yeah. <laughs> like hey, the most I've ever had was a two liter. Yeah. The same amount as a, two, as a six pack, but it's all one container. I've had a, I've had a keg. But, <laughs> I, but I was, pack. I was doing, so I was working like 10 hour or 12 hour shifts at my job then. And all I was doing is coming home from that, drinking coffee or whatever at night and, and stand up and doing sit ups and push ups or running with her and 
it was just doing that and eating right, and I got down to the smallest I've ever been. But I don't want to be back to the wearing schmedium t-shirts and all that stuff. I just want to be Yeah, hopefully we've moved past that at this point so, in your life. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I'm 34. I don't need to be in that. I don't need to be Aeropostale guy. I don't know, I, I don't know about I, that, so. man. If I could, I'd walk. <laughs> if, if I had the body, I'd be walking around without a shirt. I don't care how old I am. Just, well, I walk around without a shirt now because I don't give a shit. That's I'd be walking my... around the neighborhood 35 <laughs> degrees out without a shirt on, in the yard. <laughs> I mean, I mow my yard now because I don't care. My neighbors don't give a shit. I'm not trying to impress anybody. I tell my wife that all the time. Like, who do I got to impress? I already got a lady. I don't need to. <laughs> I'm sure she appreciates it. <laughs> no, no, but we, we make jokes <laughs> like, about Hopefully that you're because, trying to impress your wife. Right. But... You, you, keep, you keep looking good for your significant other or whatever it is. But when you go out, like, if I'm wearing a pair of shorts and a hoodie and we're going to a, a small little mom and pop restaurant or something, like. I don't need fuck. She like she does the makeup, the hair, all that stuff because she's a lady. I get it. Yeah. I know how that all works. But so my wife and I are the same way. Yeah, it's she'll like, get ready and I'll I'll wear peri- I'll wear jeans and a hoodie. Yeah. You know? Well, I'll keep impressing you, but I don't need to search out or impress somebody else. But it's like, yeah, that's a good start to the year though. When you can, because everybody talks about the new year, new me shit, and most of them fall off within two weeks. To actually see it from a damn sticky note, it's pretty. That's impressive, why I didn't make so. a resolution. <laughs> there you go. Set the bar low. All right, well, <laughs> let's 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 catch up on that. Like so, as the year goes on, I want to see how yeah, that weight loss we'll journey do. goes for yep. you. Uh, so no no use well, New Year's resolution for you. So Andrew? if you if you go back, if you listen to last December's podcast, I did. I did a solo. It might have even been my last solo. <clears throat> probably. And I I was I I was um I had probably gained. I don't know, 20, 30 pounds since I had left CrossFit and, uh, you know, I was feeling terrible about myself and I, and we talked about like, you know, how we want, the goals I had and, um, yeah, I guess, I, I guess as an update to that. So I did, I did do all that. Obviously, you know, going to the gym got shut down hard, which sucked because I was making such great process. Yeah. Progress. You were just going like every day, yeah, every single it, day. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was good. And, and I still and I tried doing it at home, and it kind of slowed the progress. But all all said and done, I'd say I probably lost twenty five pounds over the year. That being said, all right, yeah. yeah. That, that being said, I probably put on five since the beginning, probably since the middle of December. How dare you? Which just you know, <laughs> and I'm trying to think back, and it's like you know, it doesn't seem right. Blah blah blah. Yeah, but it's blah, a blah. holiday, right? But I think, and I'm thinking like, dude, yeah. you, you ate you, you cookies just, and you pies ate something and, shitty and, every yeah. single day. <laughs> you know? So it's like I can't be mad at anybody but myself. I'm not mad because did you I, hang out with any family? Not particularly. Okay, not. I was going to say, because homemade food from a family member but, you haven't well, seen for a while. I mean, come on. My yeah. mom lives, you know, about five minutes away. Right. So she would, even though she wouldn't hang out because of the virus, she would still, Drop she would she would make homemade or, food yeah. like once or twice a week. You're going to eat something, and, yeah. Man, bitch was bringing over apple crisp <laughs> and, you know, brownie cookies and all that shit, dude. And I c- couldn't get enough of it all. So, yeah, I put on five pounds. Right. And... Uh, so I thought about like, man, I gotta get, I want to get back to the gym. I at least get back to at least, you know, doing some walking and some jogging and, you know, something to get me moving, but baby steps. It's so this, easy to this point. I'll tell you that what I've done. Cause I, I want to go back and I've, in fact, my, my oldest son who's 19, he started lifting again. Um, cause he's recovering from ACL surgery. Ooh. And so I've told him, I said, look, make a program. Cause he's going to school. He's going to Akron, but he's yeah. doing it all. He's doing it online this semester because I don't have in person. So I'm like, you know, Let's go nine thirty in the morning. Have get a program. I'm gonna start lifting with you. What you know? I'm gonna start. I'm gonna. You need the consistency. I'm gonna do light shit, but I'll be. Yeah. You know, I'll, I need. I want a partner. Yep. So I've never had anybody to work out with unless I went to CrossFit and there was a group. But I never had like a workout buddy. So I'm like, you're doing it. I want to get back into it. Let's do it. So, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to starting that. And up until then, you know, diet wise, um. I went, I think the first six months of last year in 2020, I went six months without any fast food and that fell off basically. 
not into like not into a downward spiral. Fast but, food and pop or soda or whatever. Well, it's I only drink diet. I did but that not, when I was twenty five. Yeah. I'm saying that that'll kill you right there. That'll cut it out. I've I've what I've learned is what I've noticed is I need to stop. And this is one thing I've stopped in the last week, and I've already started to see some progress. Is that is just instead of really changing my diet too much, you know, um, don't eat after I'm done with dinner around seven o'clock. I'm done eating until about noon the next day. So you know that's a good that's a little the, bit of the intermittent. People fasting. would call that yeah an intermittent fast. Yeah. So you also shouldn't eat at midnight and that's the thing, out, and that's though. the thing I mean, is I a, would I, I'm yeah. a night owl. I tend to stay up probably until like one is, two in yeah. the morning, and. Uh, a lot of times, you know, after, um, you know, the wife and I have done our business, uh, you know what I'm saying? Eat dinner? I get hungry. I'm oh. like, man, I go downstairs, watch some TV, <laughs> and I start, I just, you know, and I'll, that was my snacking time. I would snack. I would be like a little badger down there at night where everyone's asleep, and I'd have, you know, like, my, I'd have my flavor, my peanuts, or my, you know, my assorted chocolate almonds, or whatever, and, you know, I was, it's not like I was pounding horrible junk food, but I would, for me, like, it's late at night. Though, I'm yeah. somebody that yeah, I have to super watch my carb intake, and if I'm not if I'm not working it off, or if I'm eating late at night, I know people will say a calorie is a calorie whenever you eat it, but not for not no, for people's the, bodies are different. Not for this guy. Like yeah. I've learned some things about myself, and a calorie is not a calorie for right. me. Like there, you eat a piece of celery and you gain yeah. two pounds. Like there, yeah. my my I do not do well with carbohydrates and sugar and stuff like that. Right. I just I, it just I t- I just blow it up like you just blow me up like a balloon basically. But the nice thing about that is when I cut it out. I get the I get the results quick too, you know what I'm saying. So it's like, um, but I thought about going back to keto, and I remember you know the three months of keto I did, and shit, I fuck, I think I lost almost thirty pounds in like three and a half months, gained it back pretty quickly. But right. I just don't know if I'm mentally up for that. I mean, it's I think keto is like a good for thing for most people to to kickstart yeah. some fat loss and yep. do that kind of stuff. But for most people, I don't think it's a great way to you know, sustain their lives. And, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's tough. Well, there's and, books and, like eat right for your body well, type and all that stuff. You got to find out. And that's the thing. It, it works yeah. for me. That's no, deni- and that's what's tough about it. I know it works for me right. and not, not to be an excuse maker, but let me make a big excuse here. It is tough to be keto when right. you got a family of six because <laughs> nobody else is keto in that house. Right. So dinner ain't keto. Every the brownies night. are here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, yeah. It's not like we got sne- sweets and snacks right. everywhere, but you know, it's if I'm gonna go keto, I know I'm pretty much gonna have to be making my own dinner every night, doing my own meal prep, and it's like, I don't know. And I know it's a lot of it's just laziness. You either want to be fit, you want to right. do the work and be fit, or Dude, you want to. You it know, should be simple for me by. and the wife that live together with each other, and that's it. Not a family like you're saying, but it's we're humans, and that's how it works. I mean, and, and yeah, I mean, yeah. even even having a significant other, you know, yep. you have if you're not in tandem. Yep. Like my wife, she lost a bunch of weight. You know, basically just taking off that last bit of baby we would wait from right. our last kid but you know it wasn't something that we did together it always seems like we've been like when i was deep into crossfit she didn't want anything to do with any type of working out and then she lost a bunch of weight while well, i couldn't give a shit about working out so it's like we've <laughs> never been in tandem as far as when it comes to getting ourselves back so now it's like i want to get on the train but she doesn't have any weight to lose so i i feel i can't really hmm. i want to be like hey come to the gym with me but i can't give you a better reason other than for your cardiovascular health you know <laughs> so yeah. And then sometimes that's not enough for people to put in the work. I know for me, you know, if I'm not seeing results on the scale, it's real hard to stay invested. You know, even though I know it's good for my body, I know it's good for my sleep right. pattern, I know it's good for my mental stability. Right. If I'm not seeing result on the scale, 
it's hard for me to but stay motivated. But that's also, I think, that's something that demotivates a lot of people, sure. especially like like Jake, what you were talking about earlier, like weighing yourself every day. Like I think that's why once a week. Yep. Well, I know, but I think yep. that some people who do talk about something, like, oh, then it's on your mind and you're yeah, because it fluctuates. Like you're thinking about it, all these kind of things. Like I think that can be more of a problem. It can right? be. Sure, yep. I won't deny that. It, like I'm obsessive. Yeah. yeah. Like I. I I get obsessed about lots of things. Like, it's just, it's it's a quirk that I have, and I have to manage it in my life. Whereas, like, I've decided recently, it's like, I need to lose some weight as well. Like, I stopped competing in weightlifting. I started jujitsu a year ago. I've been going steady with that. It's been really good. I actually feel like I'm actually making progress sure. now. Instead of just, like, just beating my head against the wall like I'm not getting any better. It's It's been really good. It's like, but I've also gotten back up to about my, like, competition weight like from weightlifting, and I've not been lifting, and I know it's not muscle. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like I've lost muscle, I've gained fat. Like it's it's not good. Like this this is all kinds of not good. When's so. your birthday? In September. Damn it! You gotta wait till September. No. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna buy you a pack of sticky notes. Happy Merry Christmas from last year. No, I, I, I keep it on my phone. Okay, good. I, all right, I, 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 I weigh in every week, and I and I, and I track it on my Dude, phone. Dude, the dumbest, so. simplest thing, like I said, being on the mirror, we have to walk in there, to see even it. to take a piss or whatever. No, it is. it's, it's you important. See it. You gotta see it. You can do it with dry erase marker on the mirror as well. But, but, but she said only once a week because like everything we follow, and that's something that I think yeah. is important because yep. like I, again, I'm trying to make long term change. Yep. So I'm trying to do it very slowly. I'm not trying to because I could. Crash over the le- next sure. three weeks, and I could lose the twenty pounds that I want to lose. Yeah. Like it's not that big of a deal. It's like, but I don't want to do that. Like yeah. I want to lose like a half a pound to a pound a week. Do it nice and steady because I want to have fuel for the gym. Yeah. Because there was a couple of weeks ago where I was getting better from the Rona when I lost a bunch of weight in the Rona, which kind of helped kick kickstart. Because like, hey, I'm already down some weight. <laughs> Because I've been shitting my brains out. Dude, so, I've done the same thing. So I was like, screw it. Let, let's keep going. I've Let, started a weight loss program after the flu. The Rona yeah, diet. Like, the Rona diet. But seriously, like, why not? Like, Because I'm, I'm not a big believer of uh, New Year's resolutions. Right. I made a resolution years ago. If you don't and stick I, to it, yeah. And I have stuck to it ever since. And I made a res- resolution to never make a New Year's resolution ever again. <laughs> If I need to make a change in my life, I'm going to fucking do it now. Yeah. I'm not going to wait until January to fucking do it. That's not going to happen. So so I've been doing the same thing. I've been trying to meal prep. I've been trying to eat better. But I'm still eating enough calories that when I go to the gym, I'm yeah. not wrecked. Sure. Because there was a couple of weeks after the Rona where I was still trying to get my body back into like eating food and handling things. And it's like I didn't have any energy. I would just I would be wrecked in class. We'd be trying to do these hard physical things rolling and I just I'd run out of energy. It was just it was just bad. So so yeah. I'm trying to do it nice and slow and so far I'm down what, four and a half kilos, five kilos, something like that. So about ten pounds. And yeah. I, I like to I like to get back down to like one thirty. Right now I'm weighing about one thirty eight, so just over three hundred pounds. Right. So and, and we're not huge workout we're huge workout honks like this. that, but when you see that and you watch the 260s, whatever it was, go down to 244. The last two weigh-ins have been 244 for me. Where yeah. it's before you drink anything, before you eat anything, after you do your morning business, whatever it is, weigh yourself. And we decided to stick to that. And then another thing that we learned was my brother doing all these classes and stuff. It was like, take your progress pictures. Oh, yeah. Because if you snap a photo of you with your shirt off Ooh. and it's then you save it, yeah. It's embarrassing. Two weeks later, a month later, and you take a photo, you're like, holy shit, I'm actually doing something. And then you see that. I mean, nobody has to see that. You don't have to put the fucker on social media like some people do, whatever it is. But, like, you get to see that physically while you're doing your weigh-ins weekly. It is those two simple things. They're just yeah, because like, honestly, sometimes, like, how your clothes fit is more of an indicator than actual weights. And then you Especially use certain clothes like, as your weight Andrew, detector, like, yeah. If he's going to start lifting, yep. you know, like, that's going to skew things as well. Yeah, but yeah. if you feel better, look better, and then... 
Like, obviously, your clothes fit better. Like, that's well, always a great sure. thing. My wife likes to buy me clothes. I don't need more clothes. I have enough that I've com- accumulated over the years. <clears throat> if I could just wear all of them, some are mediums, some are larges, whatever. But at one point, I couldn't wear them anymore. It was, it was last year. So you start to use the indicator where you go, I can't fucking fit any of my clothes. I got to go out and buy a couple extra larges so that I can hey, wear something. We, we've all got the fat clothes. Yeah, See, exactly. I hate. <laughs> I want to put those in the back of the closet right now. I, like, had, to, I had a wedding in September. Yeah. Okay, I, was, I was the best man at my cousin's wedding. And I had to go out and buy, you know. Um, he had like a, he had a, um, we didn't do tuxes, but he had a, uh, basically a, 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 a dress, yeah. he had a, he had a dress, uh, code that he wanted all okay. of his groomsmen to have. Yeah. Basically, you know, navy pants, brown shoes. You gotta match the ladies. White shirt. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. So I, I, and, and I'm thinking like, I don't want to go out and buy clothes when I'm not at the weight I want to be. Cause I feel like it's an admission. Like, well, if I'm just going to buy these clothes and if I lose weight, then I'm just going to be wasting my money on these clothes, you know? So it's like, I would... I, I tend to probably like wear, you know, I, I wear a lot of just like, I, I don't like to buy clothes because, and my wife probably thinks that I should because she's probably sick of seeing me in the same shit. But like, <laughs> for me, it's like, I don't, don't want to buy clothes yeah. until I'm at like a target. I feel yeah. like that's a, that's a reward for getting to your target weight. Like, yeah. oh, now you get to, I remember when I first lost weight and I went from like 240 back. To, I, 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 I literally remember the day I was 184 pounds and I went to, Cole and I—I I think I went to Cole or something like that. And I finally said, "Okay, I'm buying some new clothes because I was still wearing all my old baggy shit, you know, from when I was." And dude, it was—I felt like Julia Roberts and Pretty Women, like <laughs> trying on, trying on like fitted jeans. I almost spit up my and drink. shirts. And dude, it was—I even remember texting my friend after I got out of the store. I was like, "Dude, I like I—I fi- bought some real clothes. Like I finally bought some like some clothes that are from this, for, you know, from the last five years." And that that was a huge motivator for me at the time, and now it's like I think back and it's like if it, to be that pumped and that excited and that motivated makes you realize that really nothing lasts forever, mm. because you know at that point and I'd still, I still I think I went on to lose another almost twenty pounds because I think the lowest I ever got was about one hundred and sixty four hundred sixty five, and of course even at that point with my dysmorphia I was still horribly overweight in my mind like i never you still I, saw yourself i as never the got guy. the satisfaction of reaching a goal and my goal was basically i don't want to be considered overweight anymore so i figured out you know i went to the bmi scale even though i know how fucked those can be like, okay <laughs> for my height here what should i weigh i don't want to be overweight so i need to be 164 pounds to be considered medically normal that was like the top of the line and um got to and, and actually achieved the goal and i got there and and then that even like th- that feeling that even went to CrossFit where I remember like at my at my peak and I was making PRs and deadlifts and squats and I I remember the first time I was able to get handstand pushups and I almost like cried because like when I started CrossFit I looked at people doing that I was like well that's that's just not yeah, you'll never be there like that's yeah. not for me yeah. you know and um and I remember thinking at the time like I can't imagine there ever being a day where I couldn't just go bust out 20 handstand pushups. Because that was like my thing. I could do strict handstand pushups when a lot of other people couldn't. They had to kip them. I didn't have the motor skills to kip them, so I had to strict them. <laughs> so I could bust out, you know, 21 stri- strict handstand pushups. And I and it was kind of my thing. People were impressed by that. And it gave me a lot of confidence, even though because there was so much stuff I couldn't do yeah, exactly. at CrossFit, you know. Um, and there were time, and I remember thinking like, man, I can't ever, there, there can never be another time in my life where I just can't bust out 15 handstand pushups. I can't imagine letting it, you know, I'm so, I'm so into it. I'm so motivated and pumped. And, you know, now it's like, I haven't done a handstand pushup probably in three years. It's like, so it, it's made me realize that, look, 
forecasting in the future is pointless of what how your mind's going to be in the future or I'm going to do something for so long, I'm going to make it a habit and I'm going to do it for the rest of my life. Like it, you have to commit to something every day. Well, it's it's also it's like we're always in a constant state of change. Yeah. Like things are always changing. So you got to recommit and rechange things. Well, like no matter what that is, you know, for like everybody is it's going to be a little bit different. So it's just a matter of like finding what works for you. Like what works for you may not work for me. What works for us may not work for Jake. Like who sure. knows? We just we, we got to find out like what that is for each of us and like kind of move forward. Like for me, like right now it's been like I want to lose some weight so I can move better at the gym. Mm-hmm. Like cuz it's going to be easier for me to move in jiu-jitsu if if I lose some weight. It's it's just it's just how it works. Yeah. See, for me, it's like it's never been anything other than like I'm a short guy and short guys don't carry weight well. So I got I have to be a reasonable weight. That's basically for, so in my mind, it, that's kind of like what it's been like. It's it's either and, 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 and probably to a detriment because I put so much focus on that number on the scale where it's like, OK, I might be I might be bettering every aspect of my health, maybe other than my weight. But, you know, it's at the same time, I, I, I know, like, if I want to lose weight. I know the the secret to do it. I know how I have to eat, and it's like I just don't. I'm just having trouble finding like that the motivation. That motivation yeah. to be like, look, because in my mind, it's almost like I feel like I've done everything I could. I'm just in one giant plateau. I'm never gonna get back down, you know, back down to that 170 range again. So, do you it, meal prep? No, man. Hell, fuck no, dude. No, I wish I not. Because he was saying earlier, I wish it's I like did. With, with a family yeah. of six, it's. To do that, he'd have to do his own meal prep. But look, Nobody look, else no, can touch it. It's a big but hassle. It, it is a hassle, but you're not going to – there are plenty of guys that I remember going across it with that had families that meal prepped. I mean, it's not It's not like I can't do it. I just – The lazy part, like yeah, you said, I am comes a, in. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, you're a human. I'm a lazy – You're human. I'm a lazy guy. You're so human. So <laughs> it's, it's tough for me to motivate myself to do something that I'm not – that I don't have to do. When we know we should eat a salad or something and we go, but McDonald's is right there. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, we're just humans. That, that one's That's easy. What, yeah. Stay away from McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the convenience of stuff too, like I said, with traveling. So when we went traveling, she bought a bunch of gift cards and stuff because she got whatever percentage back on her Chase card or whatever it was. She could go buy these gift cards at these stores and then you get – like double your money back, basically, whatever it was. So she bought all these gift cards, but it was main like chain restaurants. Yeah. So it's like we tr- we started our hiking and our vacation of let's be healthy, let's be, but we got all these damn gift cards for chain food. Got to use them. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> McDonald's doesn't sell a salad anymore because apparently the Rona affects all that. And really? Can't, oh, yeah, they can't okay. make a salad. Apparently, I don't know whatever the hell that's all about. Whatever. Uh, if I'm going for a salad, I'm probably going anywhere other than McDonald's. But if, when if you, I'm going for any kind of food, <laughs> right, I'm pretty right. sure I'm going anywhere other I'll than McDonald's. I'll still ahead of lettuce out of some field. But again, we didn't have <laughs> gift cards for McDonald's, yeah. but it was just like the convenience oh, of sure, we'd yeah. stop in and get a coffee because we're driving constantly. Yeah. We, we put well over 4,000 miles on the car. You drove all the way out there out west? We flew to Vegas, drove from Vegas to Grand Canyon, Grand Canyon to Utah, all through all the national parks in Utah and I've Colorado. made the Grand Canyon to Vegas drive. Yeah. Never the other way, though. But and yeah. then from Colorado up to Salt Lake City. Oh, wow. Colorado National Park and all that stuff. So we had a nice little loop of we did eight or nine national parks. So I mean, nice. and all in a rental car then, huh? Nice. Yeah, okay. and we put well over an oil change on it. How so, about I mean, that? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the fact that we were hiking constantly, we would make sure that we would do at least two hikes a day. Okay. So we were hiking like five and six miles on average or whatever it oh, was shit. throughout the oh, day. You drive, Mickey D's. Drive through the night, 
So we couldn't see what the hell we were driving through, really. And then we'd sleep in the car, wake up at 7, and start it all over again the next day. But it was like... Really? You slept yeah. in the car? How about that? It was our car V. Yep. Dude, that that sounds... See, to me, that's, how, that's like one of those things where it's like... I You're know not that, spending money on yeah. an Airbnb or a hotel. With kids, you just can't do it. No. But you could do it with a, with a, with I a, couldn't, with a partner. I couldn't sleep in a fucking car. I mean, like, I just this rough, is how but, we picked our rental car. It couldn't make it up the mountains in Colorado, but the damn front seats were fucking what, comfortable you, you enough have? to lay back. A Toyota Corolla. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh! She told them so. She told them mid-sized car when we got out there. That ain't a fucking mid-sized. We were, no, but we were looking. It was like that or a Kia Soul. And we we're like, uh, I would have got the Jeep. Splurged well, on a Jeep. We were we were challenging. They had shit. those though. They had the Jeeps in the next the next uh, yeah. section behind that though. And it was like, are we gonna need this through the terrain? Not until we got into Colorado did we realize once it snows in Colorado, like yeah. you ain't going anywhere. Toyota Corolla. Yeah. <laughs> we actually got stuck in a, like a, a parking lot for a national park sign. So we were like, well, if the parking lot's this shitty, we're probably not going to make it up this mountain to this park. And that was the Black Canyons at the like the uh, west side of Colorado. Um, so we got stuck there. But it was like the way we picked our rental car was <laughs> sit in the front seats, lay them back. Yep, this is fucking comfortable. That's the one we're using. So I mean, that was- <laughs> so were you able to get like a solid, like solid sleep in the in the front seat of a car? The first eight How'd hour you- sleep I've had in the last okay. year was in the front seat no, no, of no, no, that no, car. Hold on, hold on. What did you do? Just take horse baths? What the fuck? <laughs> no. How did we, you not freeze? She has she has a black card at Planet Fitness. Planet Purple. We could stop in a Planet Purple Purples and walk on the treadmill, work out, stretch out the legs from the hikes or whatever it was, work out the muscles, get a shower. Get back in the car. <laughs> drive. How did you? How did you keep it warm? Did you, you didn't keep it on overnight. How did you stay? If you did, you would just pay for the gas. Okay. All right. Because so. I'm saying you'd freeze to death if you if you turned it off. <laughs> I don't know if freeze to well, death. Well, well cold. You, you ten cold degrees, spot, yeah. ten degrees sleeping bag, you'd be all right. Yeah, I guess you're. Yeah. Sure, so I mean, a sleeping bag, front seat, laid back. What yeah. the shit? <laughs> you didn't even have a TV. Is, so so, who cares? I wake up yeah. at four or five every morning. So like by the time I'm up at four or five, I would turn the car on. Plug both of our phones in, get them charged up so the pictures and everything else for our photo ops and all that stuff were good to go. She'd wake up about 7, so I'd play on my phone or golf or play PUBG or whatever the hell I'm doing. Not football stuff. Yeah. Because I did not pay attention to that stuff. So it was like we, we were good. It worked out. But, I mean, the hiking aspect of it, the getting into your rhythm, that consistency of the food, the not eating the fast foods. But if you had to because you had a gift card, I mean, like. <laughs> you can't tell nobody. No, but this this all started. I went from 260 last year to I'm down to 244. Like I said, the last two weigh-ins have been 244. And it's only because of these small, stupid little things. And it's like as much as people talk about the small, stupid shit, we never do it. Yeah. Because we're human. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't do a lot of shit because we're human. And it's yeah, like... we can always do it tomorrow. My God. We need to just fix ourselves with the tiniest little things and change all our politics, change our whatever, change <laughs> like change our weight. I mean, it's crazy. But I need someone to motivate my ass. Kick me a little bit. And let's go, <laughs> you know? So... All right, so all of us are trying to lose weight. That's a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> big surprise. Right? How, how do we think uh, this year is going to go with now the new president-elect? Um. Well, I, I got touched on earlier. I think you're gonna. I think they they have a mandate to to govern right now, so they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna push their agenda, and we're gonna have to just it, it, honestly, you know, like I mean, we're gonna wake up and we're gonna go to work. And you think things are gonna turn around? Like more places are gonna open? Like small businesses are gonna like, well, save all that kind of part stuff? of the part of this bill, part of this bill that part of this executive so. order that he's gonna do is a, a federal ma- mask mandate. So that's hundred days. That's not going away. Hundred days. He did say he wouldn't close the economy again, but. You know, he wouldn't be the first politician to go back on his word. 
you know. Yeah, but it, as most of us, we'll wear a fucking mask if it'll just stop. We thought that was for two weeks at the beginning of March last well, that's year. That's the problem. It never it's, it's, it's like so, anything else. Like if you give a monster a cookie, they're going to they're going to want a glass of milk. Yeah. It's um, like no matter how much, like oh, it wasn't good enough because people didn't do it right or whatever. Is it a like, monster or mouse? Mouse. Right. I read the mouse. Give a mouse a cookie. You said yeah. monster. I, I've never read that book. Let's okay. Let's give a mouse a cookie. All right. It's from a movie with Denzel Washington. Thank you. Oh, okay. Very much. Uh, well, you know what? To, to be honest, like, <laughs> and my wife gave me this advice, and she's one of the most anxious people I've ever met. But she right. gave me this advice, and that was like, and it wasn't about like you know the political climate. It was just you know some advice, and and that was like, look, like we got one shot at the, you know, we've got one go around here. Yeah. And, um. You can either focus on what's important, just live day to day and make it so when, you know, it's time, when, when our time's done, when we've done all we can, you know, that, um, that we're satisfied. And, and honestly, you know, I feel like the more that I, the more that I focus on the division and the more that I focus on things I can't control, it just does nothing but brew up that hatred you were talking about earlier. You know, that lack of control that like, I don't have any say in what's going on in my life. I don't have any control on what's going on. People are telling me what I can and can't do. Um, that can be overwhelming and it, it can be very, and I'm lucky to the point where I've got somebody that can keep me, you know, grounded and centered. But, you know, even, even with that, you know, I mean, it's, it's difficult to, um, you know, stay optimistic and to stay focused on, you know, the blessings that I, that I have and the things I can control my family and, you know, my, my businesses and stuff like that. And it's, so it's almost like by making your circle a little bit smaller and, you know, for me, at least that, that, that's helped me is is kind of just focus on the people that I can have a direct impact on. And, and that's kind of loosened my anxiety about, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, the government's going to govern and, um, in my mind, I'm telling myself that look, everything that I'm that that I feel could go wrong now. It's only it's the people on the other side of the aisle. They've been feeling that way for the last four years. They made it through Trump. Okay, I'll make yeah. it through this. I heard that shit when Obama was in, and we made it through that, guys. We and, made and that's it through another president. It's like, not. It's, we're it's, alive. It's still. not. To, you don't want to just get to the point where it's now we're just basically making it through one loser to the next loser. Even yeah. though that's kind of what it is. Then we need to have some better candidates, right? Well. But exactly. It's been that way though since. So under I without agree. my control, because when I was in high school, I graduated when I was eighteen. So until I was eighteen, I couldn't be involved in this stuff anyway. But like that was before me, I couldn't control that stuff. That was all in the past. Whatever, like. I made it through, though. Like the people that think, I mean, you've been is, through, you've been through real shit, right? Like, but this, but yeah, but I've been through, yeah, I've been through a car accident, almost died, yeah. and killed other people, and whatever stuff. Like I've, I've actually had hardships in my life that people can't. You read the stuff in the paper, like I do on a daily basis. You talk to friends and coworkers and family. People can't make it through a fucking presidency or whatever it is because they think this person's so evil. Like in the Trading Post, in the Post. Um, when they ask questions, regardless of what the question was, is it political or not? Trump's name from certain people still comes in somehow that T- he's at fault TDS, or whatever. Just TDS. like, just like it was Bush's fault when Obama was in, and now it's Obama's fault when Trump was in. Like this shit is constant. Like I've literally been almost dead. <laughs> I'm okay with whoever the yeah, fucking president. The president, the president ain't gonna like, kill me. All it right? ain't gonna fucking bother yeah. me. That's the like, thing too. Is- People tie themselves to like our president, like they, they think it's their fucking You've dad or something. You've never met the guy. Yeah, the, like, yeah. it's like, like no, not to mention he doesn't give two shits about. He like, does not. There have, yeah. there, look, there's been entire media companies that have been 
founded and, and, and been made profitable purely because of Trump. Yeah. People that are going to go, that aren't going to have anything that, I mean, after Trump, what's left for a lot of, for a lot of people to talk about? I mean, I, in, in my mind, I'd like to move past it as fast as possible, but any, I guarantee you, and you can mark me down on this in permanent marker, all future coronavirus deaths will be attributed to Trump. All future economic mark gain. Mark me down listen in to me, permanent listen marker. Listen to me. Economic gain will be attributed to Biden. Okay. Okay. So basically, long story, bad things will be attributed back to Trump. Okay. And good things will be attributed to Biden. Next four to eight years, you're saying? Yeah. Or next oh, yeah, yeah. If we're talking about the... Okay. Yeah. Because okay. in response to Matt's question, you know, if gotcha. we're talking about the immediate future here. That's what you're going to see. Hard right. to argue that one. Now, yeah. in the past, now of course, you just saw you know all the economic gain we've had over Trump's presidency. Yeah. If you re- look at the media, people on Twitter, it's all attributed back to the Obama economy. So it, that's how it works. You, every you, you would think then, okay, like, yeah. if the economy can, continues to rise after Trump, is mm-hmm. that then also favorably on Trump? Well, logic might tell you that, but it won't be that way. Mm-hmm. It will be in spite of Trump, we've made these economic gains. And because of Trump, we're still suffering from, you know, if there's a fucking police brutality. Oh, well, this was just all normalized under the Trump administration. Racist. Bitch. You know, like there was yeah. never police shootings or school shootings before <laughs> Trump. No, I know. And that's the thing is with, with as shitty as Trump is, the fact that he's become this pariah, like this this monument to where we can cast all of our hatred and all of our blame. Once that goes away, regardless of how long it takes, it's going to leave people are going to be lost. It's, well, who the fuck do we blame now? Trump's gone. Who takes what? We, now what? You're going to see the R and the D blame, the liberal, the conservative blame. It's going to be all that shit now. It's, yeah, it's not going to change. It's yeah. not. And, and, and honestly, I mean, it's, it's as fucking Again, nihilistic as it sounds. Right. The fact is, as much as the thought of living forever sounds cool, right? like the fact that eventually we're going to just be able to check out of this place, you know, and we're not going to have to deal with it anymore. That's yeah. honestly a sense of relief to me, and I and, and I and because of my faith, I think maybe it hits differently. But ultimately, regardless of what you believe, right. the fact that eventually you're going to be done with it, and they're not going to have any more control, okay. they're not going to have any more say over your life. You're just going to be able to say, "I'm done with this. I'm out to. I'm on to whatever's next." That's right. that's sometimes the last bit of power that we have is the power to just fucking die and right. get away from it all. Do you do you listen to multiple podcasts too? Not really, man. Okay, no. so I, I just listen to you know basically the thoughts in my own. Jordan head. Peterson Peterson talked with Matthew McConaughey not long ago. I, I heard about it. Yeah, and McConaughey has been oh, trashed for it. Yeah, but but he talked about his faith so much through the whole thing. McConaughey, because I know yeah. Peterson oh, yeah. doesn't have any faith. No, no, yeah. no. He talked Matthew McConaughey talked about his faith and talked about how he would before he wrote the book or whatever to Greenlands or whatever it was called. I still I kind of want to read that. Whatever. Anyway. He talked about like the faith. He kept bringing faith up, and it's like from watching him and Dazed and Confused and all these other movies and things growing up. I never thought that guy was like a faith. He was dude. an actor, man. I mean, right. you, you don't know what these people really exactly. You, you know, right. Some of them are in Scientology. Some yeah. of them have some fucking deep faith that, that he talked about yeah. it. And like, I don't have much faith in other than the faith in humanity. Like I've always talked about, I love people, whatever. Like be a good person, all that stuff. Like that is. But he talks about his faith, like you were just saying there. Like sure. you have, you can look into that. Yeah, of course. Can, I mean, yeah, you, I have to rely on it. If right. I don't, if I don't rely on it, what's the point of having it? You know, yeah. what's the point? But I mean, at all end, though, the spirituality, like we talk about with Todd a lot or whatever else, like we're gonna die eventually. We're Why? getting out of here one way or another. Right? You know? Exactly. Yeah. Why don't we enjoy some of this shit instead of fucking hate people? You know, I, th- I thought about this too, Jake. If you don't mind me interrupting, no. <laughs> so, I was like, "Thanks for talking." Because, well, it'll just be quick. Because you brought up the faith, and no. I'll just say, like, I've 
just to give you like an interest, like I've tr- reconciling what's going on with my faith right now has been a case of, okay, stop seeing yourself and right now as the center of humanity and the center of all time and space. Yeah, you're not like, a special we're, we're at a point in time. Okay, what's going on now? You know, if I say, oh, you know, God, what's happening? Okay, where are we going from here? There, there's, there's an America 300 years in the future that could only exist maybe because we're at this point right now. So it's like, who am I to qu- to question and, and, and say, you know, to tell God, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Right. You know, everything's going amok down here. Like, where are you? That's short-sighted of me. I have to understand, like, there's a future that I don't understand, that I could never know. There's an America that I could never know about. And the America in 300 years in the future might need to be a certain way so America 500 years in the future gets to a certain point. All that to say is that we're just... We're just on a constant stream here of time where our concerns ultimately are going to, they're going to be thought of as ancient history. We're going to be, you know, what's going on now is going to be read about in books and then eventually it'll be forgotten and dismissed. We'll be an answer on a test and then we'll, people will move on from this day, you know, this, this, this time and and place. So I think the perspective of realizing how insignificant all this is in the long run. And if you know what, and if America crashes and burns 200 or 50 years after I'm dead, Mm -hmm. Then that's where time got us. Yeah, that's where it got us. And at that point, it's like, you know, nobody asked to be here. Nobody signed up for this. We're all here, like Matt said. We're all in our fucking meat. We're all in our meat, meat wagon. Yeah, meat wagon. And we're just yeah. traveling a long time. And that, to me, if I think about it that way, it honestly gives me a sense of peace because I realize that at the end of the day, none of it matters. All of it's going to be forgotten. All of it's going to be history. Right. And whether, and yeah, you might say, well, you know, we'll, we'll still learn from it. Okay. What about a thousand years in the future? Are we still going to be worried about Donald Trump? No. Like not, nothing that we're dealing with now is going to be anything more than ancient history in the future. So does that, is, does that sound insensitive to the people that are suffering right now? It does, I guess, because I'm not really suffering, and I know there are people out there suffering. And yeah, but you had a part of that. But though. there are people that need change right now. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. is, the, There are people on this earth that also, just like me, only have one go-around on this earth, and their go-around is going to suck because of what we're doing right now. And, and, and the only way I can reconcile that is, I'm sorry. Think, you know, I mean, what can I, what can I do? Right. And the, are, and the are, answer typically on that is not much of jack shit. No, because... Okay, so I I blew up and had a fight, not really a fight, an argument, or just a just a voicing my opinion with my mother and my stepfather at one point in my life, where it was like they were smoking and chain smoking and drinking so much that I was like, we're afraid to have kids and bring them over here to you guys. What do we do if grandma and grandpa are sure. walking around drunk, holding our kid, babysitting, whatever, chain smoking around them all day long? Our fucking kid smells like a cigarette. You guys need to change some stuff in your life. You both been in and out of the hospital for like gallbladder surgery or whatever because the doctor said, keep drinking. You're going to keep coming back here or whatever. Like gallbladder surgery. But that, but I mean, stupid shit like that where it's like until you want to change it yourself, like those people you're talking about, they might not want to change it themselves. I'm not going to say that, Jake, because I, I do believe there are people out there that have been, they, when they scratched their life lottery ticket off when they came into this earth. They got the shitty hand. Oh, you get a shitty hand. I mean, yeah. if you, you can't pick your parents. If you yeah. if you're you if you if you're your born in West Detroit, yeah. okay, in the ghettos of West Detroit, I'm sorry. Like you can't 
I know a lot of times people say, well, you know, pick yourself up by your bootstraps and this and that, and the American dream is available for everybody. But I think that we need to realize it's not. And that gets back to what I was saying is I don't, I think there's nothing wrong with admitting that we have fucked up along the way and we can make this better. Right, right. But even the people. We don't have to abandon it all, but, but we even, can Even the it. people that haven't been dealt that shitty, super shitty hand can make a change and they won't for themselves. Of course. There are if those you people, don't yeah. want to fucking change it, you're not going to change it. Mm-hmm. So even the ones that are in that that they that dealt a pair of fucking twos or whatever in their hand of poker, and we were given straights or flushes or whatever the hell you want to go with, if they don't want to change that and turn that pair of twos into the royal flush and beat everybody and become a millionaire or whatever, they're not going to do it. I, I would agree with that to the to the extent that I think that there are people that have those opportunities. Yeah, and at the risk of sounding like a like a rimmed glasses pink haired liberal here i believe that that is pussy hat i believe it's man i hate man, i'm gonna <laughs> slap myself for saying this i think that's a form of privilege to be able to have the opportunity to pull yourself out yeah is privilege to an extent because i honestly think that and yeah you always have the exception to the rule i've never argued privilege but i feel like existing. there are some people that are born with no chance yeah they have no shot under the current system and i don't think it should I, I feel like that's not the way that it's intended. Even going back to my faith, no, I don't I, think that's the way God intended I get, it. I get what you're saying because I, I completely know people that had no chance that aren't living in that. I'm doubting that. I, I don't know. Right. I don't know, Jake. I mean, you I'm s- personal friends with them. That's what I'm telling you. Are they black? Yes. Okay. And they right. actually took you're, a you're trade. Right. Then, then, then I, and they me. Okay. took a trade school, and now they know this certain trade that once okay. they leave I, the job they're in now, they're going to be in a trade and, and, job look, that right. they got themselves out of. You are right. There, I think yeah. America does provide yeah. opportunities, but I feel like they're always like opportunities with hoops that jump. And look, like there's if, always if, hoops. If I'm though. growing yeah. up, if I'm growing yeah. up, and I've seen all my older brothers selling drugs, and I saw, and I don't have a dad. My dad's gone. And my mom is either working three jobs or high on crack all the time. Like I, it's going to take a mere, it's going to take fucking some savior to come down, right. you know, and bring me out of this circumstance. Otherwise I'm just going to sell drugs just like my older brother did. Right. You know, like, and it's to, to that point is where it's easier to just be in poverty yeah. and break the law than it is, than, than, than it is to try to seize one of these, go to a trade school or something like that. It's like, if I can, if I can. I don't know. I mean, I it's I'm not trying I'm not I'm not excusing people for doing nothing with their life. But what I I am trying I think as I'm getting older, I'm trying to recognize <clears throat> that to one appreciate my own fortune my own blessings and how fortunate I am. Yeah. And and I guess trying to at least if I don't empathize with people that I that I that aren't like me, then I feel like that's just going to further d- the division of my own head. I have to somehow figure out where they're coming from. Even if, even if at the end of the day, I just say, you know what, I don't get it. I have to at least feel like I have to try because otherwise, um, it just make it. I feel then like I'm not doing a service to, you know, in, because I do believe that it should not be like it. Should, there should be. I'm not. I'm not. This is in no way like trying to be like Marxist or anything. I'm not saying that there should be a completely equal outcome. You know, and I know people no, 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 say no, no, it can't be an equal. And outcome. people say, well, you know, and I think Ethan one time said on your but equal opportunity, not equal outcome. I don't even necessarily think there's equal opportunity for everybody. Um, Certain people have more yeah, opportunity than others. It's, just, it's, it's naive like, to I'm think not, otherwise. I'm not going to deny yeah. like the fact I was given, and and that's what 
I mean, I've done I've done less with the opportunity. I don't know if anyone has done less with more opportunity than I've had. And I know saying that can sound, you know, self-deprecating and also putting yourself at the center of the universe. But that's sometimes when I'm, you know, in the shower thinking to myself, I'm like, man, has anyone ever done less with more? You know, two parents, you know, I had Probably. parents. Yeah, my parents got divorced and what, yeah, I didn't have the greatest childhoods, you know, but, um, you know, parents that loved me. I was always financially secure. I got, you know, I was able to get into a good career. I got a family. You know, do I deserve any of it? You know, has anybody ever done less with more opportunity? You know, should I, I should be running, I, I should be fucking, I, I should be doing so much more. So, you know. I, so, uh, again, to say somebody that came from a family that had no father in the area, a mom that was addicted to drugs, but worked multiple jobs like you talked about earlier to get out of it, get into their own job, get into a trade school, get into your own profession and get yourself into where you're at now. It can happen. Of course it can. It can I know, happen. I know people it, like that. Yeah, and I can. get that. But, but it, you know what? It, was, should, it shouldn't yeah. be an exception. It shouldn't be right. a, something that's – because when you look at that, the way you're phrasing it right now, and you're, and, and you're right to do so because it's the reality of the situation, but you're talking about those people and you're talking them as they're – you're making them sound exceptional. Like, hey, look what they did compared to the rest of people. My point is it shouldn't be exceptional to get out and get a career. It should be a standard. It's it shouldn't. A, no, it shouldn't be like it's exceptional because they actually gave a shit. Like I said about my own mother yeah, and but, stepfather. But that whole point is they didn't have all that. Yeah, and they don't want to change where they are. Okay, so they are still stuck where they are. Well, they I would, still smoke. They still drink. They still and, do all the things. They might die faster than most people at their age should because they don't want to change. But the thing is, for that they had the privilege yeah. of all these other things that this person I know I'm friends with that didn't have. They got the fuck away from it. But in your, in your mind, but in their mind though, where they're at is the point. It's comfy. Of, yeah, it's yeah. the thing. That's their point of success. Yeah, it's comfy. So in their yeah. mind, quitting smoking and drinking doesn't equate doesn't to matter. success. Yeah. So you're not going to. That's what I mean about as far as trying to meet people where they're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of, you wanting your parents to be healthy for your potential grandchildren. I that, would that, love to have that a is kid a that is a that noble yeah. that is a noble request of a parent. Like I want you to be here. I want you to be involved. I want you to be healthy. That's noble in my mind. My mom wants a granddaughter. Who's to say I'm not going to yeah. have a daughter? And, and that like being, I, but I mean, that being said, yeah. unless the, your parents, in, a lot of times we have trouble viewing our parents as people, but your parents are just humans, and in their mind, they're comfortable where they're at, and the thought of getting out of that zone at their age is frightening to them. And not only frightening, it's unnecessary. Yeah. They're able to do what they do right now and not face any consequence. So it's like, Trying to meet them there, it's like you would think that a potential grandchild would give them reason to change. You would think, yeah. But at the end of the day, our parents aren't any better than us. They're just people that are capable of making bad, as well. bad yep. selfish decisions. Yep. Yep. At Sorry. Least, at least Matt's are. I don't know about our I don't know about my parents, but I know. No, yeah. I it's no, it's I'm it's, it's, it's sure the Matt's human thing. It's it's literally we we all deal with shit. That's how it works. That's been one of the weirdest things growing up, I think, is realizing the fallibility of your parents. Like, that they're not, they're nothing special. No. They're they, just, deal with, they deal with stress yeah. and depression in the same way the rest of us do. Faulty they deal with work human stuff. beings, making bad I decisions, mean, you know. Like, yeah. it's been, you know, part of it's like, it's sad to see it at first, but it's also like, I think you could become closer with your parents once you realize, like, like, man, as you were raising me, like, I now understand you didn't know what the fuck you were doing, did you? Like, because I don't. So I'm assuming you didn't either. Single mom with two boys that didn't want to listen to her when she tried to get us to do shit. Oh, yeah. Didn't my, she was working my constantly and working overtime to make do. Exactly. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I get All it. right. I think we've been rambling on quite long enough. Let's wrap this bitch up. Uh, you have any closing thoughts, Jake? 
if you're not already a good person, be good people. Try to better yourself. It's so fucking like it's it's that lame ass that quote to be better people, and it's not hard to be a better person. Just seriously, we all need to try. <laughs> it's not hard. And I'm interested. As to- dumb as that sounds, I mean, as as simple as that sounds, Jake. If the honest truth is, if we were all better, yeah. We would be better. So, well, <laughs> like I said, when you almost yeah. die, when you almost kill other people, when you go through all this kind of hardship and this shit that some of us have, not everybody has, because we've talked about this, like you realize shit could be worse. We're good. We're, we are happy where we are. I'm alive and breathing. Smile. Get to talk to you guys. The Browns are possibly in the Super Bowl if they Ooh, win this. It's not I fucking mean, happening. By the time Let's this go. gets up, by the time it's uploaded, Let's you, go. you guys yeah. will know. It's all right. It We're going to find out. So, no, not fucking happening. This hasn't happened in my lifetime. So, it's not going to yeah. yeah, listen to the opinion of the guy that doesn't watch sports. <laughs> I haven't watched the goddamn game all let me year. Give you my, <laughs> let me give you my opinion on Olympic lifting here in a second. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm excited to see uh, how your weight loss journey goes the rest of the year. It'll yep. be cool to check in, see how that's going. Andrew, yep. closing thoughts? Um, yeah, just great to be back on, getting you know some things that have been on my mind off. Um, I think that hopefully I'm looking at this year as you know something to further – like Jake said, I guess further better myself. You know, what can I, like I said earlier, what what can I do? And maybe maybe just changing my thoughts a little bit and or trying to, I don't know, not be so um, <laughs> refreshing. Jake's over here chugging water. I'm hydrated. <laughs> I, I, I had to mute his fucking mic. But yeah, but, God uh, damn it, Jake. Can we yeah. 30 seconds? Shit. Yeah, just, um, I, um, I'm, I'm just, Looking forward to moving on and uh, and continuing <laughs> rolling with the punches and uh, as long as as long as we're able to get here and and talk and 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 see our families and you know have open discussion like what's what 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 more can we, what more are we gonna ask for you know it's just one day at a time. That's fair enough. And I'll tell you what, I'm super excited about this year. I got some big things happening in my life, so I'm kind of excited to see how that's gonna all play out. But honestly. It's like the powers that be now have their guy in office. The guy that they hate is gone. <laughs> well, it will be by the time this is uploaded. It's going to happen this week, obviously. But the time this is uploaded, that's already happened. So I think that things are actually going to start to get better because now they've got a scapegoat. So they can blame everything bad on him. The same as you know Trump did with Obama and the same as Obama did with Bush and all that kind of – it's always what fucking happens, right? So now they've got a scapegoat. So like, like Andrew said earlier – Everything bad, it's all Trump's fault. But I think we're going to really spring forward. Hopefully, they fucking open businesses back up. We get things moving again, get people employed, and save all these small businesses that are, that are fucking dying. I could give a shit less about the big corporations with their fucking fancy lawyers that fight to stay open and do all that kind of shit. I could fucking care less about them. Let's get these small businesses up and rolling so we can get our communities back. Like It's, it's going to be amazing. So I think it's going to be a big year. I'm excited to see where things go. And... I said, hopefully that'll all happen. If I'm wrong, fuck, I hope I'm not wrong. Because it'll be another dumpster fire. <laughs> but be wrong. I don't think it's going to happen. I think, again, I think the powers that be are happy now that their guy's in office and that they're going to get to, again, blame everything on Trump. And then everything that's positive is going to be all Biden. So we shall see what happens. Can we all just look at each other like fucking people? Well, hopefully people in communities start doing that. But, but again. It's got to like start the, with us. It's yeah. I, I, I it all boils down to the mandates and stuff that have come down. That's the real problem. Is like we're all handcuffed right now. So yep. until until those goes away, that 
you know, it's, it, it, it all, it all boils down to what, what they're allowing us to do, which is fucking ridiculous because it's goddamn America. But <laughs> let's not get into that at the moment because again, we've been rambling for too fucking long. Finally ready uh, to start the podcast. All right. Let's get going. All right. Well, thank you, boyos. Always a pleasure. Thanks, and we will see you guys next time. Here we go, Brian. <laughs> 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 All right, well, that wraps up another great episode. It's always fun sitting down with those two. We always seem to get into some interesting conversations, whether we have stuff planned or not. And we didn't really have too much planned for this episode. We just wanted to get together, hang out, kind of shoot the shit, and just kind of let things go where they go. Whereas normally when the three of us sit down, we're typically doing the American Honesty segments, and we kind of have a topic that we're going to talk about. And obviously, we we knew what we were going to start with, but we had no idea where it was going to go. And... Honestly, some some of those are just the most fun because we just we relaxed, we had a couple of drinks, and we had a blast. And hopefully, you guys enjoyed them or enjoyed the episode because I know that I had a blast recording it. Well, if you guys are still listening, I can't tell you how much I appreciate all your support. But right now, the biggest thing we can do to support the show is to obviously help reach new people. And the best thing right now that we can do is leave some five-star reviews. So please, wherever you're listening to this, please go out and leave the show some five-star reviews. Make them funny. Make them entertaining. Throw in some crazy shit. It's going to be a blast. And that will help get the show bumped up in the rankings so that new people hopefully will be able to check it out. Obviously, do all the same things. Tell your friends, share it on social media, do all that kind of good stuff too. And I greatly appreciate all your help. But that is all we have time for this week. So we will see you guys next time on Uncensored Humanity.